Got Yourself a Podcast. Never thought it'd be the part of my podcast. But here we are. Once again. Coming at you with the part of my podcast. Yeah, so sing it now. Woke up this morning. Hands in a bag over here. God. Not on. I had no idea. We were talking about doing a remix one day. I didn't know that today was the day. <laughs> yes, I think so. Just God, had to come in. God bless. I'm here for it. <laughs> we, so. Yes. Well, we are back. Podcast number four of Pato Mai. Four. Yes. Uh, appreciate, like we were saying, we appreciate all the listeners, everybody who's been engaging with us when we uh, post about it on on our Twitter page and everything like that. Yes. So thank uh, you for the positive feedback. Yes, we we, we, we definitely really appreciate it. And we uh, actually, you know, in reference to that, we left it kind of up to some of you guys what our podcast theme was going to be for this episode. We were planning on going in a different direction, and we weren't expecting uh, the the result of the poll that we threw out there to be what it is. Right. But apparently, <laughs> the majority of the people who engaged in the poll are interested in the dream analysis content yes sir the dreams yeah we put a few up there what the uh some antagonists uh going over tony mm-hmm. as a character uh, uh profile music in the, in and the show music yeah. yeah and to be honest with you it was almost split it was yeah it was, I think it was 22 percent 24 percent 26 percent and 28 percent it was almost yes. astounding that's, that's right that it broke down that way <laughs> But yeah, uh, it came very close to the end. Yeah, we, we were planning on going with with the Tony breakdown, um, and maybe we were going to integrate that and just kind of moving forward in and out as a kind of like a you know a series within the series of kind of breaking down different characters throughout the show. But we'll do all that stuff, all those themes that we mentioned, and all those characters. We will definitely break down. Yes, all those topics we're going to hit the music. Yes, all the good stuff. Um. But this one, we're hitting the dreams because uh, you love them, we love them, and uh, it, see that's the thing. That, that's why we were kind of taken back a little bit because a lot of people, some people, maybe it's, maybe it's <laughs> maybe, a vocal minority. Not, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just not a, all people up. Yeah, maybe shy, it's just a vocal minority. Face. But there is definitely passion uh, for hating the dream sequences. Yes. Maybe some people. I honestly think uh, you know, there's some people who got annoyed that part of five and six. Seasons five and six were spent with like these hallucination dreams or these dreams or these after like near death experience things. Like, I think some of that has to do with it, and I think some of it has to do with their hard to explain, their hard to understand. But right. there's definitely a lot, a lot of um, talk about people who do not like them. Yes, yeah, I think uh, we were thinking of doing a whole episode, yeah, on on love and hate things. Actually, I think that was something we had uh, yes. talked about doing. So. So yeah, I think we might save uh, more of that conversation for that. But uh, for now, if you like dreams, then uh, stick around for this one because uh, here we go. We're getting into them. Yes, <laughs> y- yes, we are. Um, we we're gonna start right off, right off with the beginning. We we've talked about it a little bit. So you know, some of these dreams they're definitely gonna give us a lot more to talk about than others. You know, Funhouse. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know. some are some are some quite brief mentions. Other ones, right. a lot more to uh, go into. Right. So, we'll start off with uh, the dream that Tony is explaining to Doctor Melfi in uh, the pilot episode. Uh, yeah. The first time he is with Doctor Melfi, when 
he says, you know, his his belly button is a Phillips screw, and he's working on screwing it. And when he does, his uh, his penis falls off, and uh, he grabs it. He's looking for the guy who uh, helped him fix his Lincoln because he used to drive a Lincoln. You he used know, to drive a Lincoln. Uh, yeah. And uh, as he's looking for that, the uh, bird comes down, swoops down, and uh, takes his penis and goes and flies right on off. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh right so we've talked about this a little bit it's one that's been talked about a bunch before you know there's definitely you know some demasculation going on there both yeah. with you know uh some of the things going on with his life with the fact that he's just going to therapy very demasculating to him at least and yes. uh kind of uh societally at that at that time for, for yeah for the uh position that he's in yeah mm-hmm. being a mobster yeah mm-hmm. not, not a place you want to be uh you know telling all that truth to you know um go ahead no uh, the the family aspect you know right uh, yes which we uh yeah we mentioned the uh first couple right. of uh the first one we yeah we had mentioned the yeah, the whole uh yeah family with the uh ducks aspect but um nonetheless it's a very important theme that uh carries on throughout the show being that this is the pilot episode and a dream had to mention it yeah exactly but um yeah, got to got to start at got to start at the top. Yeah, ground floor. Then, uh, of course, we have uh, the first real dream in the Meadowlands episode. Right, the first visual dream. Right, because first yeah, visual fir- dream. First, it's just described, which would would have been an interesting visual. No, <laughs> you know, say Again, the least. our female <laughs> listeners excited. If we, and it does Oof. not it does not take them a lot to get excited over James Gandolfini, and not I I say that with absolutely no shame. God yeah. bless. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I I was surprised that that was the case. Charm to him. I guess I could I guess I could see that w- once it was brought to my attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I'm well I'm way off in in uh, grading and judging the male aesthetic. Yeah, nah, he, he, yeah, no, he's got a, he's got a charm to him. Yes, he had he had a charm to him. Unfortunately, yeah, but, uh, yes, of still course. lives on. Mm. But um, going into the next visual dream that we do see, the Meadowlands dream that uh starts out in Melfi's office it actually seems like uh you know a Melfi session until all of a sudden he sees uh Hesh kind of floating on by the uh, window he goes whoa what's my friend doing out there such a funny visual really. <laughs> you know yeah it's weird yeah and we'll get to another uh motion that's similar to that mm-hmm. another dream where they do a similar motion that uh that dolly motion that uh that we see Hesh doing there and um Tony kind of freaks out. He goes into the waiting room. He sees uh, Syl Bang the Broad, which is like kind of awkward. And uh, uh, Paulie reading Chinese newspaper, mm-hmm. which some people really reach for in dis- in breaking down the stream. They think it really means something like, oh, something Paulie being a foreign, uh, some, I don't know, some shit like that. I remember reading something once with that a couple times. Yeah. Anywho, saw people tying it into him being a traitor somehow. Yeah, and yeah, bit, in bit some, some right. Prob- probably just a little bit of an odd dream detail, which we see in it's a lot just, of the dreams. Exactly, it's to just replicate, one you know, authenticity. The yeah, the oddness of dream. Yeah, seeing Hesh floating by, those all the guys and Puss too is in the also reading the papers. I don't know if what paper Puss is replicate reading. Actually, it's like I'm thinking about that since you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Talked myself into a box. Carry on. <laughs> and, and who we see a few, a few of the guys in the uh, in the uh, Melfi's office, and uh, as Tony is going back in, he sees uh, Jackie Junior. Jackie Junior. God, Jackie Senior. Jeez, sorry. the original. 
the OG. <laughs> Jackie is in a uh, hospital bed, and he's saying, uh, you smell that? And uh, Tony's also seeing uh, Melfi, back of Melfi's head. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, Jackie's saying, uh, you smell that? It's uh, rain. No, he's saying thunderstorms, mm-hmm. right? He, he says it's uh, it's rain. And then we get the reveal that it's not Melfi. It's uh, Livia with like a Melfi wig. Dun, dun, dun. Fucking creepy looking. Very scary. More of a nightmare than a dream, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but probably ties into some uh, some uh, some some of the themes of you know fuck wanting to fuck your mother. Well, Doctor Melfi, we're gonna get to that. Yes, Dr. In, Melfi, in, in just in just a momento. Bada bing, bada boom. But um, Jackie mentions the rain at the end of the Meadowlands episode is when Jackie. Uh, dies of cancer, mm. and the news in there's a news report in the Bing. Uh, you know, it's funny that they're just like, yeah, got the news just playing in the Bing. But um, <laughs> you know, turn down the music. Hold on, we gotta listen to the news. And yeah, Jackie dies. And Put then, your coach away. <laughs> <laughs> we got the news. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Have some respect. Uh terrible and he so the report right he dies and then at the end of the report it's hard to hear you have to really turn it up but with the closed captions on you can see it says uh, the news report is like uh doing the weather goes right into a weather report it says oh the possibility <laughs> of rain this weekend but bringing back that uh rain that jackie mm-hmm. was it's like uh you know uh maybe rain signifying death or, or something or or maybe even like a storm coming like you know bad times coming because mm-hmm. you know tony's dealing with uh some tensions there with the few on a few ends but uh you know nevertheless uh going back into the what we were saying before with tony and melfi right. that's the next dream right yeah because he, he, the uh in the pax soprano right episode we have some interesting themes about not only what we were just talking about there but how you know there's some of the interesting things about the dreams in the sopranos is that there's some random details that are just random dream details and then there are also details that aren't so random that are about kind of what happened to tony but they pop up in the dream in a weird kind of different but similar way which happens a lot to a lot of times to people in dreams where they either talking about somebody or they're seeing somebody or they're doing something and then they have a dream similar to it but it's kind of distorted and it's different and this is kind of a combination of those things because uh in pax soprano uh, pax soprano uh. rather <laughs> we have tony start you know he's in bed and we get the vision that his dream starts of, you know, uh, the candles are lit, the music starts playing, which is right. uh, What Time Is It? What time is it? Yes, uh, a personal favorite, one of my favorites, I should say. Uh, the Jai Five, I believe, is the band with that version. And, uh, you know, probably hitting on some interesting time themes with the three o'clock and Melfi mm, and some of that, some yeah. of that stuff. Could be, could be. But uh, that... You know, might maybe for another episode, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll 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 get into a little bit of that maybe could here on. But definitely could, could be a nod to that. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, definitely get into it be, more. Could just be Melfi time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the uh, so and also the, I mean well yeah I mean in talking about the time and time of his appointment and that yeah right, tied right. to the whole three right. factors so in the yeah, metal, it, in the it metal could, be, stream. could be an early yeah backtrack mm-hmm. type thing that but yeah sure. so in in uh, in the dream he he looks like he's getting worked on quite well so <laughs> good good for him lucky tone yeah luck, lucky tone and um, we hear a voice and it sounds like Irina and she uh, I, th- I think she says uh, she asks how it was and and Tony says you know it was great you're the best and um, earlier in that episode to- uh, um, Irina is kind of trying to work on tony and he's kind of not so interested tony's can only doesn't want to stand up right now <laughs> as she says so it's kind of similar or interesting that that's kind of what the dream is but it turns out as the head pops out from the covers it's actually not Irina. it is melfi right. who repeats Surprise. that line or she <laughs> says uh what does she say? She I says, uh, I, "Tony, I love your cannoli," yeah. and then that it's it's Doctor Melfi, but it's in Irina's voice. Yes, and uh, that kind of freaks him out, and that's what what wakes him up. But yeah, that that's kind of the interesting, like we said, which kind of combines the two. We're starting to see more of his attraction to yeah. Doctor Melfi, beginning of it. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, that's 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 where we really really see it for the first time. Like we t- kind of mentioned a little bit off here, he kind of little you know tiptoes around it in the pilot, you know, with the saying you know. My mother would have loved if, you know, you and I got together. But this right. is where we really... Not, not a full-on... Yeah. Know, this is... Uh, yeah, they're really going at it. Right. <laughs> the, the, this, like like we said, he's really getting worked on well. Yes. So uh, that's... You start seeing that implement, implemented. And that's a pretty real... Not It doesn't happen for everybody, but it's a pretty real part of therapy. And, you know, maybe it doesn't go to that extent. But it can happen to a lot of patients, as I think... I believe she mentions at some point in the show. But a lot of patients can sometimes kind of you know, have some sexual feelings for their, uh, their doctor. Um, you know, it's maybe see him as a mother or a father figure or just as a, you know, a safe figure or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we definitely get that. And like I said, kind of replicating a little bit of what happened earlier in Tony's actual life that kind of pops up in the dream. And again, Mm -hmm. that kind of happens later on in the episode when, uh, you know, Tony's having a dream and he's in the bathroom and he's peeing and um he he looks over in the shower and uh it's it's not Carmela in the shower it's Dr. Melfi and she she opens up the door right and uh she you know said like Mr. Soprano <laughs> almost kind of like you know the way she would be you know opening the Greeting door him, to yeah. to bringing him into the office exactly. which she does do earlier on in the episode exactly that we do see that throughout a few times here and there but there are other times where we see you know they just start off right in the episode or yeah. right in the office yes yeah, tony having a different perception right exactly a, so a you know just one of in those, those in those dream moments exactly exactly just one of those things that uh saw it in his real everyday life and then kind of popped up yeah. like you said with a with a different perception yeah something implemented in the dreams and something else implemented in the dreams that uh well the so what time is it is the first time they use um song uh mm-hmm. accompanying uh in this uh dream uh s- moment uh scene and the next dream which is from a different character. The first few, we are getting Tony's dreams. Now we're getting a dream from Christopher. Mm. And this one is cued to the uh, music of the Aquatones, the song You. 
not to sound like a broken record, no pun intended, but another one of my favorites. No, that's <laughs> very truly. It's a good. Oh, I love it. I yeah, was, I was very great. happy to see that or hear that rather be one of the uh, one. Well, I kind of, I guess you would call it a flashback in the many saints that they brought it back when they had Dickie yeah. listening. Yeah, to it's it. a callback. Yeah, yeah. callback. Callback. Flashback. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Call. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dickie's like crying at the end. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before you. Uh, he needs to it state. fits better in that but scene, to be honest with you, than it does in this scene, and, unless it's, I'm missing the point. I, you know what? It's, it's like kind of got an eerie feel to it. Yeah, and it well, does. We're gonna we're gonna it mention does. it again uh, later, a little later, but uh, I think that almost might be it. It's like kind of got this like sad yeah. kind of like yeah, more than the actual like lyrics because it's like, a heartbreak song. Yeah, definitely a song of heartbreak. But um, and in this dream that. Chris is having, I mm-hmm. mean, not so much heartbreak, mm-hmm. but he's not feeling so good after whacking uh, email. Emil. Hello. <laughs> and um, we get this uh, same dolly motion again that I was mentioning with Hesh, this uh, floating motion. We get it with Christopher after he he's drinking his espresso with that uh, little pig background in Satrials. Definitely one of the more iconic Christopher <laughs> moments throughout the show. Yeah, which definitely. is which is great cuz he hardly says anything. Yeah. He's oh, just right. He's just looking at like the hissing es- the espresso machine yeah, just on his face. gets up and next thing he's kind of floating along through Satrials. Very cool couple seconds, but yeah, again utilizing that dolly motion to uh get that dreamy floaty effect, you know. Sometimes and that's I feel like is like I don't know if you get that in dreams sometimes like you I feel like you don't feel like you're walking off so you want you're somewhere and you're just kind of yeah somewhere else you mm-hmm. know kind of just like maybe that floating same kind of concept oh, yeah. I guess but um yeah and then he sees Adriana eating some sausage which then all of a sudden flashes to Carmela which is another uh, thing they implement into these dream sequences is this changing of characters all of a sudden which also another thing that uh i think that also happens to me in dreams too like you know you have one person there and then all of a sudden you're like sitting with a totally different group of people and i don't know if you have moments like that but yeah i've been been having such strange dreams lately that i I don't fully remember but yeah um i i definitely uh, my, my dreams are so over the place lately. Yeah, remembering dreams gets like tough. I mean, <laughs> it now it gets tough sometimes. Yeah, it, um, <laughs> it's, no, I mean, it's tough in here. In here, being my mind, in, tough in my fucking brain. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. <laughs> Moving on. Anywho, sausage. We got uh, some uh, ladies eating sausage and satrials, mm-hmm. and then we get email. Ordering a salami sub, and Christopher is serving him, and uh, he's saying, "Hold the mayo, right?" Right, get a little, <laughs> little of the egg little, reference uh, there. I guess yeah, could be a little egg reference, right? A little mayonnaise reference. Um, and then he changes his meat to Black Forest. Uh, I think some have said that you know that could be some something in there. You know, Chrissy covered with blood. I think that's probably probably pretty representative. Of Black this. Forest, dark death. Well, I w- you know, just hi- you know, him being the murderer, yeah, him, you know, him murdering him, I would, yeah. you know, yeah, I could see that. Um, black Black Forest, I don't, I, don't, I, I see that more about the blood. Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess an actual, an actual brand though. Yeah, black Forest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, to give it some sort of bigger 
symbolic meaning, I guess. Yeah. Some people reach into that. But could be. Uh, could yeah. Be. Could be. Could be one of those things. What do we but know? We're with two schmucks with a podcast. Two schedules here. Two schedules with a podcast. Yeah, he email he he hands him those bullets. That kind of freaks Chris the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then he goes to Puss Polly. You know, he's saying I got nothing but nightmares. You know, so it's you know, this uh, dreams plaguing him. Uh, maybe a little more than like uh, Tony's dreams are play. I mean, Tony's not really having such. Uh, yeah, this one gets to him. Yeah. We'll get to another one that's bothering Tony later on, but um, yeah, this one uh, gets to Chris a bit, you know, really uh, riles him, and um, yeah, sometimes dreams do that. I mean, sometimes oh. you have, you have dreams that you know that are on your mind for weeks. It's just like, what the fuck yeah. is that about? You know, like a, re- a bad I mean, a bad dream. Not even it doesn't even have to be a nightmare. And this is probably kind of closer to a nightmare, but a bad dream, just like an uncomfortable dream, or reminding you something you don't want to think about, or what something like that can mess up your whole day right from the start <laughs> really it can yeah and then if it, if they become continuous or you know they, they can yeah yeah toying with your sleep is a is a bad news situation yeah definitely <laughs> and um yeah i mean uh speaking of things that mess people up uh which we're not gonna really get into too much uh now because we're gonna maybe save this for maybe its own episode uh, yeah the, the whole isabella yeah i think because i it's a whole episode itself but uh i mean there are the moments the i get lost in isabella hallucination moments with tony the mix of prozac and lithium and whatnot mm-hmm. um but yeah we're you know it, it's one we both enjoy very much and uh a few themes and whatnot that uh i think we can maybe elaborate into a fuller Pod episode, yes, so definitely. we're gonna we're gonna put that one in the back pocket for yeah. now. And he uh, does have a dream within the hallucination that will dream within a yeah, dream. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get so into that start. in that episode, but right, yeah, because but he does uh, have the hallucin the whole thing or mo- the majority of it. So we so we're led to believe and so we think is a hallucination, and uh, he does have that dream while he is hallucinating uh, having lunch with Isabella so there right. is the dream with the hallucination or, or hallucination day, daydream hallucination. so to speak yeah. which which um speak of daydreams we're gonna, of it. we're gonna mention well uh well we got one more dream and then and then a daydream but uh yeah we're gonna mention some daydreams as well because hey those are in fact dreams aren't they yeah and so, um, more of a mention of a dream well it is a mention where uh Tony Tony's mentioning with Dr. Melfi you know, the dream that he has of Genie uh, Cusimano. Genie Cusimano. Yeah. Yeah. So we do it a doggy yeah. style. <laughs> and I fit. Wait, you know Genie. <laughs> so anyway, we do it a doggy style. I finish, you know. <laughs> now, let's see. Oh, we always got time for this shit. I, di- I, didn't, I didn't know we had copyright. <laughs> <laughs> It's tremendous because you know what? I don't know how much more there else is there. You it, just threw that voice with, clip in there. Yeah, that I don't, was, I don't that was not me. I, not me. I, I don't know how much more there is there is uh, to that one except to just embrace it. They were doing it doggy style. It's a fantastic or terrible yeah. visual. It depends. I don't know. To each their own. Surprised uh, you think Jeannie's got a big ass because she's pretty slender actually. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't appear to have one from what from I don't know if we get a shot, but I would guess that she did. What Melfi says, she's uh, maybe Melfi's a little jelly. 
She gives off the vibe and some <laughs> a lot, but some people really never believe it. But you know, uh, again, uh, we'll save that for the Dr. Melfi episode. Yeah, the therapy episode. Anyway, Jeannie Kuzmana. I dream of Jeannie Kuzmana, which is the mm-hmm. episode title. Mm-hmm. So you get another dream, uh, reference to the obviously the uh, well maybe not so obviously because it's an old show. But I dream of Jean. So moving on. We get a daydream. Yes. Going into season two, we get the return of Janice, and she goes to visit Livia in Green Grove, right? She's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she's still Green Grove, yeah. And um, she kind of daydreams Livia falling down. She sees the emergent, uh, right? A little, or a little stair sign, emergency exit sign, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. And yeah. imagines the little Livia face on the, on the uh, little black figure on the stairs <laughs> just a hilarious little moment because uh yeah it cracks me up every time seeing that little yelling Olivia piece oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's a great photoshop and it's weird and also the way it kind of zooms back because like then it kind of it's like a weird zoom back to like Livia's face there it's like the way they cut it it's like and it's a weird cut but it it's interesting for the moment. I don't know. It still still makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still gets me. But uh, yeah, that mentioned for a daydream because it's yeah, it's a little imagination on Janice's part. Yeah, and uh, definitely uh, a little bit of insight. Not at that point, we probably st- we're starting to get an idea as as the uh, as the audience as the watcher starting to get an idea of Janice. But there's another little ple- uh, another little piece of information or evidence that. Janice might not be the best, the most well intended. A, a little person. look into the mind of Janice. Yes. Yeah. So and um, then we get our first look into the uh, mind of Mel- um, yeah, mind of Melfi. Yes. Right. Uh, who who doesn't love a little mind of Melfi stuff? A little mind of Melfi. It sounds like a show name. <laughs> <laughs> mind of Melfi. <laughs> but uh, she has her dream of Tony crashing in the car after he's down in a bottle of Prozac, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He he's looking at the Prozac, and it's it's, it's empty. So presumably, uh, I believe it's empty. Or empty, right? Yeah, yeah. He, right. He's, tr- he's yeah. opening, trying to get some, and yeah. It's empty. yeah, yeah. Right. That's what it is. I'm thinking down the bottom. I don't know. But I don't know. but he, sucks. we it's it's funny because it's kind of got the the song from Wizard of Oz is playing, and right. you know you got the you're out of the woods, yeah, you're out Melfi. of the dark, you're into the night. Step Melfi into the sun. To, step into the light. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's. It's kind of funny because it repre- it, it kind of represents both things and or two different things because uh, you hear it while Tony's looking at the Prozac bottle, which is kind of what that's supposed to represent for him. And then you hear it also when when Melfi sees um, Tony's Tony's uh, crash after for a split second, for a couple seconds, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West song is playing which is probably supposed to be some type of representation that that's what kind of Tony represents for Melfi because that's what he does for so many people, just a negative presence. But the removal of Tony is kind of, at least at thought, in theory, supposed to going to be a positive thing for for Melfi. So, you know, the light, or so to speak, is kind of, for Tony, it's Melfi's help in the medicine, and for Melfi, it would be losing Tony, getting rid of Tony. So you kind of have the lyrics working for for both things right. at the same time. But so weird that it would happen in some sort of accent rather than something in Tony, you know, Tony being who he is. You know, yeah, like, and, and especially about all you know, ha- having her go on uh, go on the lamb and every all that shit, you know. Right, and 
yeah, yeah just the, the whole thing how you know the prozac's helping him then he doesn't have he, he either doesn't have it or he took too much of it and he passes out he's on the verge of a panic attack and you know that's it's all you know, so he's helping or she's giving him help him not being there is represented by him not having any prozac in that moment and so it also is helping him but and then not having it led to the death so but that made dr melfi happy but as a doctor it can't make her happy because that's not right or it's just a human being is leading to death it can't be right so all the lyrics and, and it's all there's it's tons winding, of things going it's a on winding yellow brick road uh, uh, yeah hey ho jeez and it's a very short dream yes and yeah. that's why he that's why she needed to see uh Kupferberg about it right yes so and he uh and he kind of pisses her off a little yeah. bit and then she you smug cocksucker <laughs> tells tells him off great you stuff smug cocksucker <laughs> but uh moving on to another um yes commendatory we get two dreams actually in this episode we get the first it's also a short dream. Yeah. Very, a like, short dream and a reference. I mean, like, a few seconds yeah. of, like, yeah. just. I like hope that's not supposed to be some type of... Oh, no, not, not referencing <laughs> how long Tony was taking. He was taking his time, though, obviously. How uh, dare you? We don't We don't need that hive, the Tony hive coming <laughs> after us. Geez. The female Tony hive. No, I'm giving him, I'm giving him respect there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> He's at least double or triple that time. <laughs> So yes, yeah. To, if you don't know what we're talking about now, yes, we're talking about Tony banging at Elisa in the Roman uh, military outfits. Yeah, the gladiator like, outfits, looking, looking like yeah. yes, looking like gladiators there. Um, it's just it's a t- it's one of the top tier visuals on the show. It's a it really is. yeah, and like I said, the noise yeah. of the of the armor right, the clank. clanking <laughs> against each other. Oh yes. man, visuals and <laughs> oh yes, and audio, some. Excellent stuff there. Chase was in his bag at that point. <laughs> yeah. And uh on to a not so uh yeah, mention. Not not so sexual dream. Um after a big puss wax the That would have been a turn. <laughs> <laughs> something they should have something they should have considered. Oh, there you go. I got they saved it for Vito. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, the Elvis impersonator that uh, Big Puss wax with the ball peen hammer. Mm-hmm. He has a dream that uh, Angie wakes him up from. He's yelling, uh, "I'm gonna shove a rutabaga in your mouth, Jimmy! Shut you up! Put a turnip in there!" And <laughs> with some weird, some weird stuff to shove in a guy's mouth to shut him up, I guess. But, yeah, uh, at first I thought he said Studebaker. <laughs> Studebaker, which would have been even weirder. <laughs> Rutabaga and a turnip, yeah. But makes more sense. Both uh both root vegetables, uh yeah. Like I said, weird stuff. Well both things that you find in the ground and what would you put in the ground? A body. Like the uh one he probably uh was probably dreaming about. So yeah, it could be something there. Mm -hmm. It could be something there. And we got another Another one. Yeah, which, we're gonna yeah, kind of tiptoe around. We're, this we're gonna one tiptoe here. around this one as well. Uh, Chris's hell experience because it's not. I mean, it 
debatable. I mean, if it's a, a dream. Yeah, you get into a, a whole conversation and afterlife and yeah. death and, and what happens. and Like a, a near-death experience type thing. Right. I mean, he, he was clinically out for what, 54 seconds. Am I... Something like that. I, Within I, a minute. I, I, I don't something. recall off top. 50 of something. The uh, when Hesh asks. But yeah. 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 Um, he definitely was. He was clinically. Because Paulie references it all. Like he was. Also. Right. His heart was stopped. for yeah. Right. So he was out. And. Right. So. I guess. Yeah. Debatable to a near death experience. Similar thing we get with Tony in his. Kevin Finnerty right. coma. So we'll probably rock that people, all together. People call that part. a coma dream. Like it's exactly. It's like also very similar thing there. It's uh, you know near, you know because uh, people think he's like almost stepping into death at, mm-hmm. at, a, at a particular moment in, in that. So yeah. So it's a it definitely near death experience. So uh, some stuff we'll save for another one. Yes, but sir. Um, Paulie has his own hell dream. He's got a, he's got a hell dream, mm-hmm. which we don't see. It's another one of those. Right. Um, see same same thing it. with like the see it spoken out, right? right. And it, it's same as a uh, big pussy's dream, right? How he's just kind of yelling out and is woken up. We see now Paulie's yelling, "They're dragging me to hell! Yeah. They're dragging <laughs> me to hell!" He's woken up by his gumar, which mm-hmm. we rarely see, which we just see in the second season for a few brief moments there. Um, his gumar with the kids, but mm-hmm. um. Yes, that is, what is that? That is season two, From Where Do We Turn? Yes. Yeah, that's, the, that's yeah, in Chris's whole hell experience, right. And then we have, uh, after that, we have, this one is also another one, yeah, we don't get, well, we get, I guess we get a visual, we get sort seeing of. them dream, we, it's right, Carmela, Carmela dreaming, of the wallpaper of uh, uh she was manifesting Vic- right, she was manifesting there oh my go. god oh <laughs> look at that <laughs> some crystals too <laughs> <laughs> she's manifesting <laughs> with the, the uh the wallpaper dream with uh vic musto i'm just like pulling that yes name out of my head right yes now. davy's uh <laughs> brother-in-law right and right. she is at uh, lunch in Vesuvio with with Christine Scatino, yes. Davy's wife, and uh, telling her sister. Well, th- we see the scene j- earlier on. You see Carmela moaning in bed, and then yes, and then later on she's out to lunch at Vesuvio's with Christine, telling her that she had a dream about him. She's like, "Oh, you did, huh?" It's just like, "No, not like that." <laughs> it's just like Christine. <laughs> Well, maybe your subconscious is telling you you want your room wallpaper, huh? <laughs> like more ways than one. Hello. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're gonna do a lot of these. Gonna do a lot of these. And moving on. Low hanging fruit. Yes. And uh, this one, not not a not a sexual dream, no, because it, well, it's coming from Livia. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's again, another and yet term. again it's another dream that. Uh, we're not getting a visual of. We're just getting um, w- the spoken version of it from the character themselves. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you, yeah. No, I don't know. I was gonna say you kind of don't even know 
Is it a dream? Is it kind of was was she in and out of consciousness because people were yeah, in and know out what? of the it, house? Well, it's also under the influence of the two nebutals. Right, exactly. Janice gives her. So I I, I kind of always took it that way that she was just kind of like in and out of consciousness because right. she was kind of knocked out. She was it's like, weird yeah, that she's like she can't get out of bed. It's coming like coming and going, coming and going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And that is kind of what was happening. She's coming down the little yeah. squirrel chair lift, you know. <laughs> Any any Livia moment is is a top tier moment in my book. Yeah, excellent stuff. I mean, yeah, that whole scene. Yeah, because that's like one of uh, one of her last real prominent scenes. Yeah, mm-hmm. is is that end of uh, the white knight in satin armor? Yes, sir. right. That's uh, that's Richie's wacky episode. Yes, yes. The knight in white. The white. What did I say? The white knight. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I said. I, it, it was close enough. So if you didn't say it right, if you didn't yeah. say the knight in white satin armor, I gave it to you. Yeah, y'all understood what I was saying. So the dark knight, the white knight. Yes, they're all the same. They're all knights, D. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on to yes. one of the one of the home run hitters, one of the big prominent dreams, I would say. And it's funny That's because this is. This is widely considered a favorite of many people, but a lot of people. So we said, and like we said, maybe it's the maybe it's just the vocal minority. A lot of people don't like the dream episodes, but in Funhouse, yeah. it is a huge part of the episode. Really, in, in both in the amount that we see and how it how it kind of plays out, like it kind of kind of leads to Puss's death in in a lot of ways. I mean, it's, oh, definitely, does, you know, yeah. uh, throughout the season, Tony kind of knows, right? There, there's a lot of points where we, yeah, we, he's getting there's some I mean, implications. He's getting where, in the case, yeah. And, confirmation right well he got that earlier on he got uh, yeah but even after yeah that was season one but 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 even even still uh because that doesn't that doesn't exactly right confirm it from right right right. and then it's uh yeah but little things yeah throughout the looks him just being being times i mean he he's got a suspicion from the the way he comes back and everything right but it definitely is a crucial part of puss's death and the episode begins right with uh with tony walking on the empty boardwalk right on the asbury boardwalk right yes right they have the uh the spring snow as mm-hmm. hesh alludes to you right. know tony says you know can you believe this my daughter's getting gra- you know my daughter's graduating in a week right and uh at, at that point we have already started to hear the floorboard squeaking Yes, and uh, there's some debate about is it the floorboard squeaking on the on the boardwalk, or is it maybe represent uh, represent representative of you know kind of Tony in his bed moving back right. and forth. The bed you know, squeaking. We, we and I, uh, you and I, we we've kicked that one back and forth. I know a lot of people have. Kind of maybe lean a little bit towards that one because we hear it throughout this episode and, and it kind of changes the noise changes and he's not always on the boardwalk in the you know, dreams you while know we still hear it interesting was uh i meant to tell you was uh are you holding out on me <laughs> <laughs> i something new i just seen no that's um because i watched with the captains uh, first time hearing it <laughs> sometimes playing catch up with you <laughs> we play catch up with jewel <laughs> this is the second time <laughs> my tony is not nearly as good as this dance disclaimer oh, but I, I still dabble because i'm shameless <laughs> yeah go for it man go for it um what was i even going for uh the sounds in funhouse uh in the closed captions it says uh ropes and something else clanging i'd seen and i was just like I don't know if it 
could be like a boat reference, like right. you know, like uh, right. like ropes and mm-hmm. uh, I, I forget what the fuck it said, as well. But yeah, ropes on a boat, and uh, that's where they end up in the end. But also, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of boardwalk sounds, but also we do continue to hear this creaking sound right. throughout the funhouse dream. Right. So. And and the ch- and we, the noise de- changes a little bit, yeah. Um, and his location actually right, changes. He yes, because then he's to the bathroom, bed, floor. bathroom, and then there's like a squeaking sound, right? Almost like yeah, like a almost tile, like he's tile, on the yeah. tile floor, like right. squeak. Right. Yeah. So we we think it's something there with right. that. Um, but yeah, so he's on the boardwalk. Um, he's talking to the guys. Uh, he's got some diagnosis that he's talking about. Right. They he never mentions this diagnosis, and it's yeah. like kind of an ominous. He's thing. got until September fifth. Right. <laughs> We're and in. We're, I get. We're in June because they mentioned that. Right. Instead of uh, way making us wait, big guy's gonna lay himself on fire. <laughs> Save us all the hospital visits. <laughs> Who's gonna? Who else that? is gonna do that for you? Huh? Yeah. Then uh, you know yeah, we Cole, puss, puss Cole, won't look at him. Right. Puss is staring away, smoking a cigar. So I that's kind of the first little inclination in the dream. First little nod to something's up with yeah. puss. Compared to the others, and something's up with uh, Patsy too. Right. Well, oh, or is it? It's not Patsy. It's, it's not spoons. Hey, hey, spoons. Oh. Hey, the code went over well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, he also says, and we we don't we never really find out what this means or exactly what it's referred to. He he asks, "Are they there yet? Are they here yet? Are they here yet?" And then he says, "Fuck it, they're not coming." Yeah. And then they and they goes and lights himself. <laughs> so the FBI. And, and then. Uh, Chris says, well, family. What, what if they're wrong, T? <laughs> boom. We, got, we get some great top-end CGI. And then you get and his uh, uh, spoons. He's getting uh, shoe-shined. Right, right, by Gigi. Getting your shoe-shined. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a reference. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Is it like just a callback? Maybe a death thing. Maybe somehow. Getting your shoe-shined. A reference. Sounds like a death thing. <laughs> so, so getting your shoe-shined. Hey, yeah. oh. <laughs> and the pearly gates. Could be, <laughs> just, just referencing a shoe shine in the mafia genre. Yeah, with yeah. good fellas, possible, Definitely. Definitely. or just a weird dream detail. Yes, which um, well, we do we do get a a, a mob reference uh, in his next little bit of dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get him walking on the boardwalk, smiling, just one of like uh, everybody's favorite uh, yes. G- GIF GIF. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, post. we're not here for that debate. But uh, yeah, great one. But uh, yeah, just that little moment. Yeah, Tony smiling, mm-hmm. walking along the boardwalk, and then we see Sill dressed as Michael Corleone mm-hmm. in the Third Godfather when he says the uh, uh, a I, true I enemy is yet to reveal himself. Mm-hmm. I was playing it. I was like, <laughs> I, f- I, was, I was just about to say what this. <laughs> the, I, I, they pull me. Uh, Jesus, the. Uh, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I was about to say that shit. So before I'm that, he twisting he, my mind in that Godfather out there. And before that, he he has the voiceover asking, "Where is he going?" Right. Yeah. Right, right. Who are you looking are you for? Going? Yeah. Who are you looking for? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Tony says, "I don't oh. know. Somebody's looking for me." <laughs> oh. And, and we had <laughs> Junior peeking out through the the broken window. Yes. You know, it, prime. Yeah. Ju- yeah that, yeah. Is that, is that him being sneaky? Is that some reference to him being sneaky? Is that just a weird? 
extreme detail again. That was right after we saw the kind of it's a, big it's a hilarious face. Yeah, it's hysterical. It's a hilarious his, shot. The look like on his face combined with the window is just and, so. And I think it it does it's like a yeah, zoom. It's a little distortion like kind of going on. I think it's yeah. a slight zoom in too. So it's just yeah. like this. His boom. face is incredible. <laughs> it's the, dis- the distress. It's, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It it um. But yeah, it, I mean, yeah, in all, in all the funhouse scenes, because yeah, it kind of starts to get a little more serious. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, well, yeah, somewhat. But yeah, <laughs> the fish stuff. Somewhat, yeah. Interestingly but, um, enough. So then you get uh, right Sill as Michael Corleone. Right. And then it go. Tony goes over to one of those. Uh, I don't know what they call. I guess oh, binoculars. I meant to look up what what exactly they call those. I'm blank. I wanted to say like a viewfinder or something. It's a binocular. Binocular. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a glorified binocular. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking glorified binocular. All right. So gl- Tony goes to and the these germ-ridden days. I don't binoc- know about the binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about those. But uh, I'd sanitize it, deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Paul. Uh, Tony, he looks into this thing, and uh, all of a sudden, it's weird because those things are facing out to the ocean, but he's looking into hmm. the convention center, which convention hall, actually, it's called, in that's on that Asbury boardwalk, which we see in the background of uh, the very, very first shot of Tony mm-hmm. entering his funhouse stream yeah. as he's walking with that little snow you see that convention hall yeah, from the in, outside, the, yeah. in the background. And that's where Tony's looking in. I, I believe that's, I'm like 99% sure that's where they shot that part. But yeah, Tony's looking in at him and Paulie playing cards at this little table in the distance. And Paulie's dealing with cards, three hearts and a seven. I find that interesting. Nope, uh, not many people really, I guess, picked out a, you know, could be something, could be nothing, just them playing cards. And also the fact that Tony shoots him pretty mm-hmm. fucking random. So it's like, you know, it could just be randomness. But three hearts and a seven. And later on on the boat, we do have the three Tony, Polly, Sill, and a seven. Right. Could be puss. An outsider. If we're referencing cards to characters here. But anywho, seven fish, seven deadly sins. Seven fish, de- yes, seven deadly sins. I was, yes, that as well. Yeah, you're you're a seven uh, deadly sin guy. You br- you you brought that one up. Seven, uh, seven circles of hell, or is it nine? Nine circles of hell, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm out on that one. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Anyway, Plenty we got more funhouse dream. We get Annalisa, the return. Uh, Tony's having a little Melfi session, what he thinks is a Melfi session. Uh, but nope, he's still dreaming. And it's Annalisa kind of, they're doing that swap again, mm. the swap of characters. It's, and it's kind of cool because so they have it, uh, they do like that kind of voiceover type, that, like you were saying too, with the, they do the similar thing with uh, Irina voice, mm-hmm. I, I, Irina's voice. And Melfi's voice, but this time it's Annalisa's voice and Melfi's voice kind of mm-hmm. chopped over each other in, yeah, a very cool way. And she says the line, you're the biggest threat to yourself. I thought that's just like, oof, really, uh, really stuck it to tea there. But, uh, yeah, really just, uh, you know, sums things up for him. Um, but uh, she says a couple of other lines. I think Melfi's saying a few others as well. Uh to him that I think really just uh, pack a punch to uh, you know 
Yeah, I'm familiar with that. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. (laughs) Hit home when I heard it. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Put my content on TV. (laughs) Yes. Right. She's just, right. It just, you know, and being a dream, it's that subconscious that sometimes it's those truths that you don't want to believe, believe, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to confront fully. They they chase after you. Fully confront. Exactly. Yes. And Tony doesn't want to fully confront that he that pusses uh Right. That's what the whole thing's all about. Right. But um you get another weird moment then yeah. switches to Adriana. Chris. Yeah, this is probably just a weird dream detail, right? This is definitely a weird as far as I see. dream detail because yeah, there's like really nothing I can extrapolate out of this one. Adriana driving this little I'm g I think it's an old Volkswagen Beetle. That's what it looks like. If I'm wrong on the car make, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let us and, know. And uh, yeah, he Tony gets in the car. Adriana's driving. Chris is in the back seat. He asks Chris where this puss, uh, and um, Chris just doesn't answer him. And then Furio just appears in the back seat <laughs> and hands him the toilet paper, yeah. which is you know perfect dream thing it's just you totally know random. one totally of those out there. yeah totally weird fucking things it's just well, the fact that he appears and if i obviously yeah handing him toilet paper they're shoved in this they, it looks like a clown car with them in there. and um then we get uh tony's uh boner dream at melfi that's, <laughs> the that's boner what, dream that's what i call it so yeah he's he's fully torqued there <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tremendous Tremendous no, no other way to put it. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I mean, oh you know, yeah, he is. He's <laughs> gone full cannoli and <laughs> and, uh, and he tells Mouthy, uh, you know, always want to fuck you. Yeah. Always did, do. <laughs> and um, yeah, th- and and that's what they do. They do it, and um, <laughs> he throws that to her later on, right? And then he's just like, they get through that. Love that. It's one. one of my favorite lines of yes. hers. What, favorite deliveries. <laughs> the delivery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he threw like, that at me like a rock. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's it's one of those it, times where like you feel like she's not being Doctor Melfi and she's being Jennifer. Yeah. Oh as, yeah. As they, no, no, as it's def- talks yeah, about yeah, with, yeah. With, with no, Copper it's definitely Bird. her. Like more like. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. For sure, but <laughs> anyway, Tony gives her the cannoli, and <laughs> Wait, she then, loved it. Yeah, she, <laughs> apparently so. As he says, so he says, as, so so he his dream his dream says to yeah. him, as his dream tells him. But uh, anyways, four dollars a pound. Right, the the real anyways, the real crux here. The right, which uh, all leads up to Tony talking to fish puss. Very cool moment, uh, and um, yeah, we've uh, we mentioned this a bit uh, back in the animals episode. Mm-hmm. We went a little bit over this, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, uh, to glaze over, uh, great little dream moment, you know. And um, once he chucks uh, fish puss over, you get uh, one more little uh, dream actually. Before they take uh, fish, the fish. I just called push fish, yeah. Before they take fish to uh, his face. Well, some might say it is if you've had bad, bad puss. Oh. You, you might you might say it is fish. So 
There you go. Uh, well, yes. Yes. That's not to. Didn't didn't need to really draw it out, <laughs> but apparently I had to draw it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, We've all been there. Yeah, this and is like a all. triple X-rated episode at this point. <laughs> yeah, and, and by we all, I mean. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah but so he has the whole, you know, the $4 a pound. He, you know, <laughs> t- tells him the whole thing. He's been working with the government. Tony doesn't want to hear it. Just but this is right. T- totally confirming. Him, uh, you know, because you passed me up for, for a promotion. These, well, these two guys and me, they're asleep. That's probably. Hey, is that, funny. Is, is, is that a, uh, <laughs> is that like, you know, the little. The last, the last nail in the coffin. Sleeping with the fishes. Sleeping you know, he's with about the fishes. To, he's yeah. about to be definitely. And uh, and then he flips the table, and then again, yeah, yeah. like, we'll like see you like flopping you down there. <laughs> and then, like like you said, right before they are uh, they're about to do do the deed. Right. Well. Um. Right. But see, you know what? It seems like that's the confirming moment, but it's not until it's like, you know, he has to have physical right. evidence. And it's like, you know, he go, not, go, yeah. has to get to his house, go into his room and go through his shit and find the bike, which he does. And then they uh, they bring him to the boat. And on the way to the boat, there is uh, one more little dream moment of Tony and the fam sitting down at dinner and says, I bought a boat and. Uh, Cardinal Meadow says, uh, and I decided on Columbia, mm-hmm. which uh, which is interesting because uh, what was it in the beginning of the episode they're mentioning, uh, right? They're mentioning are they mentioning someone with college at the yeah yeah he's graduate that Tony says she's graduating in a week graduating in the week right yeah there you go so uh, yeah weird little one of those things it's just like you know one of those little. Things that just slips itself into dreams, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like a continuity thing. Yeah, I guess you know that that was in the back of Tony's mind that you know right. he's, th- he's thinking of his daughter in college, and that happens to be in his dream. Great little tidbit there, excellent stuff, writers of The Sopranos. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, another that that brings us that brings us to another dream, <laughs> which we've spoken about a little bit. Uh, in that animals episode, and that is again uh, some Doctor Melfi content. Right, she has her dream. A- another Melfi dream. Right, yeah. she has her dream. Um, in, reg- uh, in regards to the her rapist when she's in her office, uh, late at night, and uh, she she goes to the door. There's the high voltage, the danger sign, which is kind of interesting because it's pr- it's probably rep- uh, not probably potentially representative of two things. Both, you know, it's. It's the door leading to the waiting room, which is to- which is a lot of times that's where Tony is. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we sometimes we see him, you know, sitting right in the office. But a lot of times that's the introduction we get. And then also outside of the doors leading to the, you know, the uh, the garage or the stairwell to the garage, which is where the actual real danger for her was. Right. And uh, eventually she's then, you know, she's she's at the st- uh, vending machine, which is back in her office. And um she turns around. She gets her hands stuck rather first after she she puts the macaroni in, in the macaroni, to get paid yeah. or in to the pay the vending machine. machine right. So another one of those subtle little, uh, you know, continuity things with with life because there's plenty of talk that Melfi has had 
with you know Italian culture and this, well, this episode and, and features her husband again and that we deal with 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 that again with him with his Italian bias even though well he right is right he, well he brings up that the the guy's name is Rossi, Rossi right that, right so I, it could be a not to that I mean could I mean, be nothing she, could she, be just I funny mean, she, funny weird detail yeah I think just one of those yeah I think it's just one of those weird dream things that they just want to throw in for that moment mm-hmm. you know, that's something you know it's more serious matter but it's like you know they start to make it something like you know alright it still has to be dream weird right like, you know right. and then the vending machine is like in the middle of her office yeah, too. Exactly. it's like yeah, taking just up smack room, yeah. like you know yeah she gets her hands stuck and that's when uh, first she sees the dog and she thinks the dog is going to attack her then mm-hmm. then Rossi comes out of nowhere and she, he starts making a move puts a hand on her right and uh then the dog really gets after him. We we'll hear hear him kind of uh, screaming in pain, and and uh, that's the end of the dream. She right. even, you know, mentions she we, we see her with Elliot. You know, they kind of go over it. You know, right. representative of Tony. So right, and that that I find cool too. Again, that we're getting another moment instead of Tony mentioning his dreams to Melfi, we're getting Melfi mentioning her dreams to mm-hmm. Elliot. So it's like kind of this chain of chain of dreams. And it's know? really it's it's such a perfect metaphor for what she has. Like for for what Tony is to her in this moment, because she wants she deep down, how could she not want revenge? But she knows what it means, so she knows it's a bad thing to let it loose and to tell Tony because that kind of n- not only criminally, but just like for her own life, that that means she's involved with with Tony in in that world on on some level, and uh, it's a perfect analogy of you having the, the the attack dog ready to go on the leash or behind the fence or you know I got him locked up. All I got to do is is let him right. go. Just let him loose. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she doesn't end up doing it. She right. it, we see it in the dream. She you know so maybe her subconscious you know deep down really wants to. Right. Seeing a little bit of the kind of tug of war that she may be going through. And yeah, you know it, it's uh, something shown throughout all these dreams. Something that's present uh, in dreams in real life. I mean, are deep desires are shown in our dreams mm-hmm. you know it's our subconscious showing you know, this is what that's why i've been dreaming about it. Well, never mind <laughs> but now this yeah but right deep, so deep down this is you know she wants to tear rossi apart you know wants tony to tear him limb from limb but you know it goes against uh, her morals and everything mm-hmm. and uh her character so you know not it's a breaking, no go. Not breaking that character. Right. Go, Melfi. We love you for it. Right. I mean, you know, as much as we'd love to tear Rossi up. Right. I think uh, almost everybody wanted to see it. I think, yeah. A lot of, of co- people yeah. come to terms with that it was the right thing yeah. to do, to not. Right. It's better for her, for her well overall well-being. It's right. actually better to not tell Tony. Right. Yeah. And speaking of overall well-being, it would have been in Junior's favor fuck Angie Dickinson. That's what he wanted all along. <laughs> on, a, on a lighter note. Yeah, on a lighter note. <laughs> on a lighter dream note, the next, right, is Junior's uh, little FBI proposal right. gets uh, under uh, his uh, stupor under... Uh, right. Kind of a dream, kind of a hallucination. I guess it's yeah. really a dream. I guess, yeah. This being put to sleep, so it's a drug-induced one, dream. Right. Yeah, similar, I guess, to like Livia's Nebutal thing. Right. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, sim- it's similar to that, I guess. But right, so that little flash of the newspaper, you know, Junior Junior marries Angie Dickinson, soprano, right? Soprano, ma, uh, I forget yeah, exactly. Uh, what is it? Um, I have it somewhere on my phone, but star um, star witness, star right? Yeah. That's what Dickinson star witness frees freedom, indicts nephew, and weds Angie Dickinson. 
and uh, it's the, F- the FBI tells him if he if he cooperates and right. and he helps uh, to uh, to indict Tony, mm. that they'll give him the cure for cancer. Mm. I want to fuck Andrew Dixon, Dad. I have to fuck. I want to fuck Andrew Dickinson. See who gets lucky first. <laughs> That's terrible. Right earlier in the right earlier in uh, season one. Time twisted refer- name. It's a reference to that to that line, and I think like we agreed. I think it's mostly you know kind of just funny stuff. And uh, bring it, and you know, and integrating some some real detail that he spoke about, maybe a little bit of you know the kind of the interesting turning on Tony aspect because that's like really out of out of nowhere, right. um, especially because Junior's the one who's dealing with the legal troubles, and they're <laughs> after ju- they're after Junior at this point. They're they're really not after Tony. I mean, yeah, I, they're putting together a case on Tony, but um. Yeah, I, I think with all the cancer, they're trying to put with all the case. cancer stuff that Junior goes through, though, it's like he kind of puts some blame onto Tony with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the similar, w- but you know what? It's similar to the way like how Olivia with the whole Green Grove situation. It's like you know Tony's trying to help her in doing this, but she's looking at it like you know, like spite, you know, being spiteful to him, like you know, like oh, like. Or like he's he's doing this despite me, you know, basically putting me in this situation. But it's like, hey, really? It's a you know, you're in a nice situation. Junior thinking maybe Tony with all this uh, helping him along with you know making him do the second opinion and all that, the right. whole the whole bit. And uh, well, he's curious of his motivations. There's there's, I, there's a line. I feel like there's a line that Junior says to that to that. Uh, yeah, he's extent, the one. He's uh, that one contair away from from. Uh, from Tony owning all of North Jersey. Well, no, there's that. I mean, to like to the effect of like the whole can't like he he blames like uh, Tony to some extent for uh, his you know him have him being in that state you know of gotcha of uh, gotcha of um, health. But yeah, but that's, another yeah. That's re- that's really all that it's there just, is. Yeah, there. it's a pretty pretty brief, uh, some somewhat a half stupor dream. Another couple to... short ones. Well, <laughs> one is just hysterical. The other one, we just we we hear right. about. One, one is classic. Yeah. Both this, both uh, from season three. Yes, this one from now from Gloria, um, which is from the Telltale Mozzarella episode. She's in her session with Melfi. We don't get too many too much of that and she's telling Melfi that she has a dream that she lit the Olympic torch right she mm-hmm. lit the torch at the Olympics right mm-hmm. am I saying that right yeah I'm yeah. thinking like they run with the torch but they run with it and then they, yeah. light, they light a bigger torch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they run with the torch light a bigger torch yep right that's how it goes and Gloria dreams that she did this uh, grand uh, moment you know which uh, you know like I said Deep desires. It's something Gloria deep down she wants to do maybe some something big. You know. Tony lighting her flame. She wants to be a sparking her flame. She wants to be a varsity athlete. an Olympian athlete. Right? Uh, just an Olympian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> that's that's all we really got to say about it. Yeah, the, the, we, we, not we, much there. Yeah, we don't get it much there. They they also reference or Dr. Melfi references her reoccurring nightmares, but again, not not a lot there. So right, yeah, that we is don't. A second piece of we uh, don't get too much Gloria dream content, but well, we do get Gloria back in a yeah. We'll get another one. Another dream that we're going to come coming to. up in a, momentarily. <laughs> we have a hilarious dream. Yes. that we get from 
Silvio. I think the only dream we get from Silvio, um, which is him dreaming about cheese, his favorite. Right. I mean, who I think this is a perfect a perfect combination of just like details of our life combining in a dream, and they <laughs> make absolutely no sense. And and the way it's presented too, it's one of the they present. A handful of these dreams yeah like you don't recognize it the, for a while right they until the very until it's yeah, like, the very end oh shit <laughs> like this then they then they snap awake but because <laughs> why the hell wouldn't he have a log of yarlsborough out he is fucking silvio <laughs> they all had a yarlsburg here this morning <laughs> i came in to open up this morning imagine and then the girl was missing there on uh, its own. when it came out when he was there to open it was there and it was just there on its own no and one, one of the girls was missing uh brie i think or something yeah, yeah. yeah the cheese <laughs> then the yes and then he goes back into like the coat room and then sees a big puss in mm-hmm. like a little he's got like a, a rat nose yeah. like a little, a little yeah. rat outfit uh on and he's in a big ass rat trap yeah trap but the cheese Rat trap, remember mouse trap? Oh game? yeah, classic. Yeah, I Tops, don't know yeah. why. I, every time I see that scene, I just yeah, think of mouse trap. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Great board game. Uh, another one that's kind of right there for you. I mean, that that it leads right into Tony and Silvio talking about talking about it. It kind of sets up the whole episode in a lot of ways. So right. not not a lot there to dive into. That that's not quite there, but right. just a hilarious scene. <laughs> just hilarious. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Similar to that aspect of um, the uh, email dream that uh, something kind of plaguing their mind, this uh, death of puss, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, good friend of theirs, you know. Not something like Chris was... It, it affected Chris in a way that that was his first kill, but this was a kill of a close and dear friend. So mm-hmm. different situation, but uh, nonetheless, same outcome that... These dreams just plague him. And, uh, yeah. What, uh... Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Next one. Uh, yeah, just brief. Another brief mention here. The, uh, Cubitoso, Frank Cubitoso, the FBI captain, chief. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Has a dream about, uh, Agent Cicerone, uh, Danielle. The, uh... FBI agent who gets Adriana, wraps her in. Uh, he just happens to mention it to... Does he mention it to... I'll f- I, to be honest with you, uh, this, I, I don't remember this one that well. I, I For some reason, I'm thinking he mentioned it to uh, Skip Lepari, uh, I, but I feel like that's like too much later. That's like season... That's season four... Well, the, the season, that's like season four that happens in yeah. The the conversation, yeah, it's season so four. I, so I forget if he mentions that to Skip or to. Um, I think it's Agent Harris because I don't see Agent Harris, Harris right? Yeah, he sees Skip only. Blank and a, a Agent little Harris bit. Name his whole yeah. fucking time. Anywho, yeah, just like a brief mention. He's just like, oh, I had a dream about it, but mm-hmm. just, you know, one of those things, desires, you know. Yeah, he we, sees a piece of cool, so he's he's dreaming about. It. <laughs> yeah, I har- <laughs> it's one I hardly remembered before we were talking about it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just a dream. Yeah, a a quick one. Just because somebody's dreaming, we got to scream it down. 
yeah. trying to rhyme we, there. We we, <laughs> we uh we we were talking about this. We prepped for all these, and we were talking about this one, and we were going through it on our own, and we were trying to make sure we had all of them, and we we thought we had all of them, and uh, we we found the Reddit page that put together a big list of them. So we're we're kind of using that as as a reference point to go off of. So, you know, if uh, yeah, if, that, I, that if by any like, chance Kepka Branford <laughs> is is uh you know the the Reddit user is listening, thank you for uh, for giving us a reference because we definitely used it. Yes, there was a couple that we were missing. We had yeah, that, we that, had most that of, was that one was one act, of them. That was one yeah. right there. Yeah, to, that, to, that was one that, that we definitely exactly, did not have. Yeah. So thank you to fill in the blanks for us. Thank you very much. But getting back to the dreams, a definite good one, uh, you oh, know, yeah. and everybody hurts. Tony's dinner dream that he has with uh, with Gloria. And there's a lot of things that are interesting. You and I, we've talked about it a bunch way before ever getting into this podcast. A couple of details about it that definitely stand out. Uh, the first one to me that kind of stands out as interesting. Uh, first, I mean, you hear you playing. Yes. Again, we have so we have that brought back. The aquatones playing you, right? And which, like we mentioned yes, earlier, kind of fits a little better right now. Yeah, even though it does it, fit for Chrissy, the tone of it, but the lyrics now are right, a spot exactly on hit. right. Because whereas Chris was dreaming about email, which is right, a song about heartbreak. It's like you mm-hmm. know, all right, heartbreaking that he killed this guy, but you know, he didn't love this guy. Right. You know? At least we don't know. All right. I don't know. I, I, I'm immediately <laughs> stands out. Gloria has a you know a choker around her. I don't know if that's a choker. Or, um, you know, a I, I, I scarf. call this I call it a scarf. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a black scarf. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of looks like to me it's like a part of her her dress, but I guess maybe it's not. But nevertheless, scarf, right. a choker. You know, the point is she has something wrapped around her neck, which is you know interesting. For, right, you know, obvious reasons, uh, you know, exactly. kind of alluding right. to her death. Exactly, and uh, right. we, that's the well, first time we see her in the parking lot. The first time Tony walks up to her in the parking lot after meeting her in the uh, in the office of Doctor Melfi's office, in the meeting her in the ma- waiting room, he he sees her and she's wearing a scarf, different, yes. completely different scarf. But yes, so in the dream, she uh, she opens the door. She has that wrapped around her her neck. Also, Tony downs that like whole bottle of hominyak right before it just gotta say like, yeah and that's that's a beast one of the first times and we we kind of see it a little bit in certain ways in um later on in the test stream but that's the first time we see like an integration of something you know there's something really a part of tony's life that's going on and then it's in his dream because that's the almanac that he got just from marty and it's right. the same uh, it's the same bottle of looks like it's at the same point so it just happens to be part of his dream or i think no it it was i think it was much much less i think Ah, was it well he grabs yeah he takes it from already starts swinging and then when he's like yeah he's walking up to the glorious door i think right or he's walking up to the door and i think he has the bottle in hand it's Mm -hmm. like it's very low yeah well well then base (laughs) but uh from from what I'm recalling, yeah, yeah. Well, they so yeah, they start having from a drink. They sit the they sit down at the table, they share a drink after they well, the first day they have they share the drink and then they sit down at the table. They start kind of kissing, having a little intimate moment. Um, and, and then uh, there's the timer, right, right. And then she goes over to the stove, which we noticed uh, was like a old looking stove. Right, it's, it's like a stove from like the fifties. Yeah, like, definitely kind of. 
some mother vibes, which we know Gloria which, has hit on. Right, which, it, yeah, it looks like the stove, like the down neck, like flashback, right. like, yeah, right, the uh, 60s, right. Uh, 70s stove. If you haven't caught that, yeah, like, definitely go go check that out. It's right, definitely yeah, it's, an old, the, the timer itself, the noise, you know, th- we're into the, the, this is season four here, so we're into the 2000s, so that's kind of, got an, it had an old school timer feel to it, and then once you see date, the oven. But I think we had found another we had got another shot, I think, of Glor- of Gloria's kitchen mm-hmm. in like the other scene when she's right, the real scene. It's like not, yeah, it's different. So from, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, we had pretty sure we had checked that out and confirmed that. But yeah, check it out for yourselves. Let us know. Um, but oh, yes. the other thing uh, with the scarf and referencing Gloria's death by suicide, uh, of course, that we that we learn of. There's also the crumbling ceiling right. that's also falling and i believe she that she had hung herself from a chandelier or some something am i making that up well some, uh, something of the store uh it, something I, in the ceiling yeah, yeah it's, that, it's making but, reference to but the weight of that yeah right that's literal that's the reference right the crumbling ceiling coming right yes um she calls she, she comes over she calls him anthony right which yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's nothing. Maybe that's a motherly thing. Probably not much, but I don't know if she refers to him as Anthony. I think she calls him Tony throughout. Calling his full name like that. That's like a calm. She usually calls him Tony from what I (laughs) can remember when she's alive, you know, in the show. Um, And then, you know, she, uh, she, she says, what do you want to see? You know, this or this. And she's pointing first between her legs and then around the neck. And she uh, starts to to take it off. And uh, that's, the end of uh of what we see there mm-hmm. so you know definitely you know clearly a lot of tony's subconscious is guilt right. you know uh, the weight of all that right on his shoulders you know he's feeling like a toxic person we see that a lot in that episode still you know what am i a toxic person or something <laughs> i was gonna throw that in. um yeah but um yeah uh, again, mentioning just that Aquatone to you, yeah, it just it really carries that scene along mm-hmm. beautifully. Great stuff there. Yeah, great I, uh, filming through the with the pieces ceiling falling into the drink and like Tony's like I and there's like also a weird shot too. I think of like it's like Gloria kind of looking through like uh, like a tube or something, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? I'm thinking correctly. I, th- I think like, thinking like the, right. the bottle. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's some kind. It's a very weird shot, but yeah, weird dream shots. Um, that hey, I enjoy. I hope you all enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you don't, the haters episode is well, uh, go fuck yourself. The haters episode is coming, so <laughs> stick around regardless. Irregardless, go fuck yourself. Irregardless. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, don't don't do that. So, um. <laughs> Steak pizza ale. Mm-hmm. I've never had it, but uh, Tony loves it. It's his favorite dish. And he has a dream. This is one mentioned, just that he mentioned in conversation out with uh, Furio and Cousin Brian, right? Yep. And he's telling the story of when he realized that he was uh, buying the ring for Carmela, that uh, she was in a red dress. I believe, and brought him steak pizza ale, and then, in reality, 
that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Again, back to the desires. He wanted this steak pizza ale and Carmen a red dress, and uh, he manifested it, and he got it. <laughs> Bring back that manifestation. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is real. It's real. It happens. See, we, see I'll just say. I'll if you dream it, you can do it. I'll, I'll say with this disclaimer, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about it in jest. We don't doubt that it's real. We we um we have our opinions about other things in relation to similar topics. It's the yeah, and we'll leave it there. Yeah, we're we're not. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna go into. We're that. not. I was. I was just yeah. gonna. I was we're, just. We're, we're, we don't no, discount no. all of it. We're not doubting all of it, but uh, there is some legitimate jest. Yes, and we will leave it there. Just busted balls. Yeah, come on. Come on. Anyway, a uh, another big hitter. Another big hitter in the dream category. Oh yes. Uh, another season yeah. for a big hitter. With a, a double a kind of double dream. Yeah, we we get we get to call, calling all cars. We have uh Tony is in the uh, he's in the back of an old school looking car, and uh, we see the back of Ralphie's bald head uh, with a caterpillar on it, and uh, they fi- actually that is a death's head moth. Oh, <laughs> well there it is then. Yes, yes, that is a. a well, you know what? Because <laughs> first you see it as like a yes, a little green mm-hmm. kind of caterpillar, and then in the next, in another shot, it's um, it's the full right. death head moth, which, um, which wouldn't be so familiar to many unless like for, me, unless for the movie Silence of the Lambs, which I'm guessing you're not familiar with. There it is. Oh, there you go. So you're not. Sh- well, those who are. I'm familiar with it, but I haven't fam- seen it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Those, yeah. those who know Silence of the Lambs, it is a key point in that movie. The killer, uh, Buffalo Bill, he stuffs these death's head moths into the into his victims' uh, throats or whatever. Well, there you go. You learn so, something new every day. Right, that's there what you I go. Just there you go. So I'm teaching you something. So, uh, right. <laughs> but so I I like looked up like pictures of like this death head moth just to make sure i'm like this is all right this is the same one that ralphie's got on his head Mm -hmm. it looked like it but i was like let me just make sure and uh what it's uh, he he's kind of playing with the radio ralphie he's kind of changing the radio and it's at first uh tears of a clown is playing and that may be some type of you know uh some type of reference to tony you know he's always got to be the sad clown so maybe some type of subconscious little, little uh, combination there, some subconscious flare up, and uh, so as he's changing the radio, he looks over and then Carm is driving. Right. Uh, Tony then looks over in the back seat and sees Gloria next to him, uh, and that's when we see the transition. Gloria again, yeah. Uh, when he and looks back uh, at Ralphie. And the he has right, the moth on him. The moth, right, is then we don't see it. It's just the moth is fully there. blossomed. Yes, death's head. You have bald Ralphie. His head is chopped off. I mm-hmm. mean, whole whole lot of stuff there. Right, only the, the two episodes prior was Ralphie's whacking. Right, and but, the, uh, right. So the decision to make him bald in the in the scene when we only knew that he was bald at the very end right. <laughs> after he was dead with right. with the. With with Christopher, you know, in, in death, ah! in death, he was still bald. Right. And well, another thing, 
that yeah. I want to mention, which we're going to get to, I think, uh, later on in, uh, in a couple of dreams, not later on, not so much later, um, that um, we see a lot of dead people in these dreams, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of these dead people. And it's like there's almost like this crossover to, you know, there's a a veil almost in dreams where it's like, you know, the dead can cross over and, you know, intrude on our dreams in a way that makes sense, which people say, you know, they say people visit them in dreams, like the dead visit them in dreams. So it's Mm -hmm. like maybe that sort of idea is at play here, which I find pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, Yeah. It it could be, you know, Tony's these people haunting Tony a little bit. Exactly. I, I right, prefer yeah. your, your you like know, a haunting. There's more spice in that one, but could just right, be that, that also. Right, that's like, which I think you there's know, a stronger, maybe a bit stronger of an argument for that um, in another dream that we're going to get to. But yes, so the calling of cars, you get the dream starting off right in the Cadillac, the death, Death's Head Moth, um, changing of these characters. And then you get later on, this kind of second part to this calling mm-hmm. large cars dream with Tony as a Italian stonemason. He's kind of got this little uh, accent. A job. <laughs> it's great stuff. I think people really love those. Yeah. His, his uh, delivery of those lines are just yeah, it's excellent stuff. <laughs> and uh, right, he's knocking on the door, and uh, this figure comes down the stairs, which we had mentioned before. In brief, uh, brief detail, but uh, it's this Shadow Olivia character, which uh, which that w- that's what we call it, Shadow Olivia. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're talking like Shadow Sonic, like Sonic the Hedgehog, for the Sonic fans out there. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the um, Shadow Olivia that uh, shows up there, pretty creepy figure. You mm-hmm. don't really see the face, just kind of floats on down those stairs and uh, definitely looks like it could have a young nancy marshawn silhouette it, yeah definitely it. does nancy and marshawn. it's a very similar silhouette to the one that we see in the kevin finnerty one mm-hmm. which we will get to another time but right that's uh that's for another time another time another place but these stonemasons and another mention of bugs actually just for that the sake of it um when he's walking up uh, to the house there's a lot of uh, like a sound of crickets um, to call back to Tony's favorite scene the Godfather 2 the crickets in Don Teach- Chichi's villa mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and uh, saying the name right yeah. I, but that's one detail that I always stands out to me another one is that the lighting in the house always really stands out I don't know if it's anything to kind of and yeah, yeah it's emphasize a weird, the weird silhouette is glowy light yeah right. is it yeah, supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah, some type of like afterlife ish type of thing i mean i don't I, that's not the sense that i got but because of the because of the brightness and because a lot of times it's you know a connection to it and like you said I mean, a little bit of connection with the kevin finnerty thing right um or right. like and i said well just, the house has a similar kind of yeah similar setup i mean that, right. that porch style Mm-hmm. And the door and the, the natural lighting and those type of homes that old school and that setting. the inn at the Oaks is um, very brightly lit. Right. That uh, yeah, 
Yeah. So it's uh, something's there for yeah. sure. Not exactly what, but I definitely, you know, the lighting is, the, it's the things jump out to you as obvious and you may not be sure exactly the point. You have your theories, maybe you don't, but it's something you, you say, there's gotta, there had to have been some reason for that. Even if it wasn't something to elevate the story in the show, like, like I said, if it was just something that they thought, you know, made it easier to create that silhouette look. Right. You know, maybe it's as simple as that, but uh, definitely you can see some thought going into that one. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. Yeah. Um, that kind of wraps up season four. That wraps season four. We're going on to... And we, rolling on. It's don't get five. that many, but we have a big one in season five before or after, rather. We have another little Melfi hit of uh, some of her <clears throat> a little... Again, she has a like a kind of erotic dream of right. her and Tony. We, well, we get a reverso of right. the uh, of Tony's cannoli right. uh, dream. Now this time, uh, yeah, Melfi's uh, Melfi uh, wanted that cannoli. Right. Yeah. Uh, apparently, <laughs> she she her, uh, her deep this desire. This is the one where she she wakes up and she writes it down right immediately after. Right. See that? Well, that's what I was gonna with the remembering dreams. That's how you best i mean the right. second you wake up because like a minute after you yeah. totally forget your dream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i knew uh there was uh somebody in high school we knew and um yeah they uh, they would always tell me they were there we had him taken care of yeah we have taken care of he's no longer with us he's no longer with us uh he's sleeping with the fishes <laughs> no but no just just i would be blurting out somebody's name randomly on the pod but no this person uh always was telling me they wrote down the dreams and had like a fucking extensive dream yeah. book and but like really remembered details like very it was crazy you know and did like the out-of-body experience kind of shit which was pretty crazy stuff because he told me some crazy shit that he was like seeing stuff going on outside of his house and then when he woke up he went outside and like had actually had like you know shit like mm-hmm. that i was like okay so I'm not gonna talk to you anymore. These <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dreams got power, man. Can I switch my seat? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's why we don't talk anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, it's a very interesting throughout the show. Is t- is Doctor Melfi sexually attracted uh, attracted to him? At times it seems yes. At times she denies it. At times it seems like the denial is fake. At times it seems like the denial is really is really real. I it's uh I go back and forth I I'm not really sure I, um but she has a dream so it's her subconscious you know for for the people who believe there's truth in dreams there's oh, yeah. there's one point for Tony yep that's <laughs> point one for Tony and uh, that that kind of leaves us now with the 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 last real huge hit that we're gonna hit on because like we said we're gonna leave the Kevin Finity stuff for another episode. But that brings us now to the test dream. Yeah. And a f- uh, there's a few other brief dream mentions after. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah, have the, a, we, the, we have a couple extra. But, 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 but this, this one. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the last. Chunkies. Yeah. 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 yeah this and this is an episode that I think people have a lot more. This is where I think people have the anger for being towards the end of the series. And the, a big chunk of this episode is on is on the dream and a lot of it is a lot of it is random stuff and a lot of it is weird or hard to follow and especially the first time when you're watching it and you're you think the dream is over a couple times and it's not over and like a lot of people at this point in the show are really fixated on the mafia heavy stuff that's going on like you know what's what's happening 
right. with the New York and everything. And um, I, I personally think people take some animosity out on that. A lot of time is in their mind wasted. At, right. At this if, point, if in you're the trailing show. off with a dream, and also a dream isn't real, so it's right. Know. And Again, I, I mean, I see, know. I see the argument, but it's not like we don't get what you know. We, what we get out of it right. i think when you're not watching that there's it, not entertainment out of it w- yeah, when you're that. watching it back now if so if you're somebody who's watching it you know if you're in your 20s or you're younger or even whatever 30s or 40s but you didn't watch it when it was on hbo and you're watching it now and you're towards the end of the show and you you start counting down and you're sad because you see you're running out of episodes i remember the first time i was watching it because we talked about i had watched it the first time after it was off the air i remember thinking like not that I wasn't enjoying it, but I was like, damn, wow, they really, like, they, they used a lot of some of these final moments. Not, like, final, final, but, you know, it's the end of season five, and then we get, uh, you know, two 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 kind of shortened versions of season six, which you put together for one really long, whatever. You, everybody knows the point. But um, <laughs> into the episode, we shall go. Yes. That is the test dream. Right. So... Which is, uh, you know, the uh, to be honest, it's like one of my top all-time favorite episodes, given all the a- animosity it gets. Uh, I don't understand it, but I I love the episode maybe because you know I like that I like this whole dreamy aspect. I think uh, I think it plays well on film, personally. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think uh, this the test dream. I feel like it's like a roller coaster ride of uh, you know of an episode yeah it definitely is um because you don't even necessarily expect it at first right tony's on the phone he's talking he's talking with uh paulie he's trying to contact tony b after he hears that gets a message from sill that uh angelo got it and uh he can't find tony b he gets paulie on the phone he tells him to, to call him immediately once he finds him and this is after you know the uh he, he calls over uh, a lady escort and mm-hmm. she's in the room and you don't really know what to expect, and the next thing you know, he's in the bed, and it looks like it's morning, and he rolls over, and boom, who's it's there but Carmine, God, and Carmine's man. dead. So I guess <laughs> Carmine's dead. Like, what? <laughs> so, you know, if, if you're one of those higher thinkers, you're immediately kind of tuned into the fact that it's a dream. Yeah. But otherwise, you you could have been pretty, pretty thrown off. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of random, because Carmine's not a huge character in the show and you know he's talking about that he's sad that he's that he's misses his wife that he's all lonely up there and yes. it's kind of a little bit like what the, well where, where is this a, he from? doesn't say up there he says on the other side right, on the other side excuse which me, yeah. is an interesting thing given that whole idea of all right maybe there's this uh you know um higher plane this uh you know this other level that uh, there's this meeting on the dream plane and the afterlife plane, you know, that there's a commingling, so to speak. Um, so to see this person that would be maybe in purgatory or hell or heaven. But uh, that's the other thing, too, because he mentions to uh, the Tony's getting a phone call on the hotel phone. And Carmine says, "If it's the if it's the guy upstairs, tell him I'm uh, I'm not here, right?" And so it's like the guy right. upstairs. You would assume that's probably God. You would think. Usually, usually the guy upstairs. Unless is God. he's got his directions all messed up. <laughs> Anywho, um, down is up in death. 
up is down, down is up. What the fuck? Which way is it, Tone? But Carmine, um, yeah. So Tells him to pick up the could, phone. Could he be right? Could he be in purgatory? Is, is the idea that right? But um, yeah, pick up, answer the fucking thing. And Tony does, and it's uh oh, it's David Chase oh. on the other line. If you're not familiar with the voice, that is uh that is a Sopranos creator, David Chase on yes. the line. A fun fact: telling Tony. Don't fuck it up. It's a fun fact Sopranos fans uh, love, but if you didn't already know, now you know. Yes, his little, uh, I guess you'd call it a third-ish cameo, because he's got two cameos. Right, real ones. He's shown, but this one, he's you just hear him. So if you know, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Yes, that's the line. Anywho. Um, Yeah, so... So it, yeah, the voice. Yeah, mov- t- moving on. The, yeah, the voice tells him, you know, uh, our friend has got to go. You know, don't fuck it up. It's important. Tony tells him he knows it's important. Right. So, are we starting to see? Is it? I. I. You know, I, it's it's funny because in the dream, this kind of plays out. You know, we'll get to it, but it kind of plays out that it's Coach Molinaro. But once once you're starting to figure it out, you think it's talking about. Tony B. Tony so it's B. kind of a com. It's a subconscious and his conscious kind of both. You know, at the same time here in this dream, and that's one of the things that makes the episode really interesting. Right. As we see starting to play out, kind of further, moving on in the dream. Um. This is again we see something where we have dealt with with Tony in his dreams with Doctor Melfi. He's in his office and he's talking to uh, what we think is Doctor Melfi. And ex- he's explaining uh, what just happened, but it turns out uh, it's Gloria, right. Gloria Melfi's chair, and uh, they start talking about their relationship. And um, you know, it says it's not the you know Tony wants to know what she saw in him. She says that's not the op- that's not the point. The object is to see what, you know right. what uh, what I what you what you saw in me. Right. And I like that 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 line is great because it's like the object. It's like that. Like it's like almost saying like the point of dreams, you know, mm-hmm. in that sense. And also, really great line. And yeah. also the point of the therapy. I mean, it, it's true. And that, right, you know, yeah. a, a lot. Well, in, in in a lot of the therapy, there's the dream interpretation, which right. isn't always reliable, but it does delve into the uh, subconscious, deep into the mind. So, but but it's definitely a very true aspect of you know therapy that they want to focus. You know, a, a good therapist. You know, who you're going to bring this stuff up. They they're more interested in. How come you're interested in that person as opposed to, you know, what what they're interested in you or trying to figure right. out why you're interested in the things in that person that you are interested. So it's very, you know, a lot of times we spoke about it before, but a lot of times this show gets, you know, credited for how authentic the therapeutic process is. And, and uh, uh, this is one of those moments where even though she's actually not a therapist because of Gloria, <laughs> but uh, that's definitely. But it's yeah, she's that is that is it, it's similar man, with yeah. the uh, Annalisa being right. uh, Melfi too. It's like, right. and it's like, I think it's those things that Tony just doesn't want to hear, doesn't want to come to terms with. But, right, you know, and uh, w- w- come speaking about to coming to terms with, he confuses. You know, he says to Gloria, you know, oh, you know, isn't that the time you know you almost took a fork in my eye? And, you know. And 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 and, and 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 in Melfi's voice, you know, they say it was your mother, and they and they start laughing. But <laughs> it's, it's the water. But it's yeah, it's Love funny it. because that's the whole thing is that you know she's he he reminds her of him. Uh, he reminds her of of Livia in in certain ways and hitting on some of that mother stuff. So 
you know, it's again just another another subconscious way for your dream to distort it and but mm-hmm. somehow combine elements of real things that are that are going on for you. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, it's <laughs> right. And then yeah, he ends up gets uh, a little sad. Yeah, because then you know you you got kids and you know she finds out no she she never she died before she was able to have kids. Right. And, and then and, and then he, he just all of a sudden kicks into. Like, cause it does with me in Glee. It's like, Jesus Christ, Tone. And then just goes to, like, try to make out. Right, yeah. That, that I was just going to say. A turn, weird cut. A very, a very dreamy, not but dreamy, but a dream-esque no, type I, yeah, of just, like, I think complete it's very, cut like, out of nowhere. It seems like a weird cut yeah. in, in terms of cinematography. Yeah, but maybe there was something. In terms they, of dream, it is, I feel spot on. Yeah. It's just, yeah. like, the there's kind of, like I said, there's kind of those jumpy kind of moments in dreams yeah. like that. But... And again, we, we we get brought up, you know, is, is she asks, is he ready for what he has to do? And, uh, you know, he, he he says that he is, of course. He did his homework. And right. uh, she, she points, points to, to the, the TV, TV. And then we yeah. start seeing this integration of, like, the TV starting to mirror what's going on in the dream. Or it's going back and forth of what's going on in the dream. So on, on the TV, uh, he's back in the car. Right. Uh, Johnny Boy is driving. Uh, he's he's smoking and he's, he says you can't get sick in the back seat. The kids can't get sick in the back seat. And you know, some I mean, just like a little random tidbit, but uh, I mean, it's always in this this Cadillac. This is always Johnny driving. I mean, when he has these flashbacks, I mean, there's other. I mean, there's Carmelo driving at one point and calling all cars. And then isn't there? There's another point with the car as well in the dream. Am I bugging out? I might be thinking of the funhouse. I think I'm mixing things up. I'm jumbling things up. Am I dreaming? Jesus. <laughs> is this a dream? Am I real? This is a dream. Is this podcast She even exists. But, um, yeah, with the uh, car, yeah. Just the fact that Johnny is driving, the double play of being like a driving force in his life, literally and figuratively in that sense. But um, I feel like so many people target Livia as being right you know and then never mention Johnny boy it's like here he is he's in the dream you know yeah and he's he's in Tony's mind but I think people don't want to really uh you know point that that one out and uh, and not only just like the impact that he had but a negative impact as well no that's exactly yeah yeah. no that's exactly where I'm going yeah exactly that yeah yeah Yes, sir. But uh, Ralph and also, you know, again, this is a a real life. This is like a, a, now he like in his dream he has like a detail that like flashes back to his childhood, like because you know that's what they believed. You know, they they had these weird right. kind of ways at time. At you know, at that time they actually really believed it, which is right now it's laughable. I feel like at the time it was still kind of laughable. I don't know. I uh, I'm a mental gymnastics phrase user, so. It's kind of what it sounds like to me now, and like I said, in hindsight, it's obvious to see to think that. Even then, I feel like it's still kind of obvious. The hell makes you think that they couldn't get sick in the back seat, but you know, the there was uh, it, it was a weird time for information and knowledge, and uh, so yeah, like that's a little little flashback of a real detail that he probably as well, a child and, and was exposed to. We get to. that. Well, we get um, some of that detail with uh, uh, Fran saying that she was smoking in the car, right, and then. You know, he, but when my dad had emphysema, you know, so mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's that, there's that, uh, you know, coming back as well. Right. But 
yeah, uh, Ralphie's in the in the front seat. You know, uh, it's like where uh, where are we going? We're, we're driving you to the jab. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and then they're pulling up to the house. It lo- it looks like the intro, <laughs> like you know the right. way they the way they're pulling up. It's like woke up this morning. And we we also saw Mikey. He popped in there for a second. He said right, he's got Mike. no opinion on the matter. Yeah. So we're seeing another, uh, you know, handful yes. again with the dead characters. Puss was there in the front seat for a second. So right, the, the dead right. characters. And then keep yeah, Tony, up in the Tony, car. Tony gets angry when he sees Puss. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of has. Yeah, he, he has a look on the face, but yeah, yeah, they get they. Sorry. But yeah, he they they pull up to the house yeah. and like you said, it kind of it, it looks it looks like fake. It looks like it's like a set. Looks like it's a picture. Like it's clearly fake. Like mm-hmm. like again, another dream detail. Something's weird about. It, something's off about it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's in the house in a completely different, completely different attire. He's in a tracksuit. His <laughs> hair is a mess. Yeah, looks like he just woke up from a nap. Suit, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of what you got, got got going on right now. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Tony aesthetic. Yes, I'm rocking a feel of roar, by the way. Yes, it's uh it looks tremendous. Rub it on the mic. <laughs> Can you feel it? Can you hear it? <laughs> Can you hear it? Do you love me now? <laughs> Do you love me now? Do you love me now, Dad? <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so so he's in the house and then uh he, he walks into the kitchen and Carmela's like, What are you doing? We were late. You gotta get dressed. What are you doing? We gotta meet Finn's parents. And uh again we have another moment um where um Tony's locked in on the TV. He's mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a western on the TV. He you know, he says it's so much more interesting than real life and, and Carmela says, What are you talking about? It is your life <laughs> which is, you know, a great line yeah. and uh, <clears throat> a great way to tie back, you know, some of the themes, you know, the Western theme, the Gary Cooper, you right. know, the cowboy stuff well, that that's used throughout the show. Is it playing at that moment or I think it's playing when he walks when they walk into the Vesuvio, uh, Vesuvio's uh, the, mo- the movie High Noon is playing on one of the TVs with Gary Cooper. Yeah, and that so we actually see Gary Cooper. Right, 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 right. He's right um, there on the screen. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm saying this is my favorite episode. I'm blanking right now at the moment. But, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I know at the at when they're in the kitchen and they said, yeah, that is your life. But then they see themselves getting ready right, to leave, mm-hmm. and then Tony pops out a tooth to, actually, right, right. which. Um, dentistry teeth. It's prevalent in this episode, but it's prevalent throughout the show as a theme. We're gonna get to that in another episode, so I'm not gonna dive into that too much. But yeah, uh, teeth though I will say though, uh, have been known in dreams. Losing teeth, it signifies death apparently, mm-hmm. or uh, something bad coming. And it's interesting that Finn. Who's watching? You know, going and to be a dentist right. is a part of this. You know, he'll put him back, honey. You know? Right. <laughs> hey ho. And uh, you know, so he's now. Now we're in Vesuvio, right. and uh, uh, who turns out as Finn's parents, but as everybody expected, <laughs> Annette Bedding and the dead Vin Mckazian, who at that uh, they don't really explain. Why, you, didn't, you didn't expect that? I don't know. I, I should have. They don't. I, I don't. They don't give him a name. So Finn, Finn just has an Annette bending kind of look to him. Hey, oh yeah, on. that's my bad. Yeah. Come on. But but yeah, they they never. I mean, Tony never references that they know each other. So in theory, in the dream, he's really not Finn McKazian. He's he's Finn's dad. Right. And again, another weird dream it's detail right. where somebody's. It happens all the time where somebody's somebody. 
you think they are, but they're a different person in the dream and or vice versa or, you know, weird things like that. Yep. Somebody has a different name in the dream or mm-hmm. somebody, you know, somebody in your family is not in your family, like just a weird right. detail. So that's right. uh, that that's what that is. So I guess he kind of is and kind of isn't Mikazian in this moment. Right. Um, in this moment, he's Finn's dad. He He's not the best singer. <laughs> he's not the best. We, we find well, that out. He he's does, not terrible. Not terrible, but he's he's not the best. Um, Tony, you know, Tony says he needs to get something taken care of. He shows him the tooth. They lose more teeth. So we, we go back to to the, what we were talking Tony about. Tony has teeth in his mouth. Right. Yeah. I don't know how many are falling out, but yeah, he Jesus. breaks into uh, three times the lady by uh, yes. by the Commodores. Right. And which uh, plays at the end of the episode. Yes. Which wraps, yes. Which wraps very nice. But uh, before we get to that, yeah, a little bit more. Tony. Uh, Tony tries to get Annette's bending attention. She starts getting annoyed at this point, kind of out of nowhere. Annette's all of a what? sudden got an attitude. She's coming on the Sopranos with an attitude. Unbelievable. But uh, first, he's you know he recognizes her. You're Annette Bedding, aren't you? I know you. And then you know something bad's about to happen. You know he tells him that. Uh, already pointing through the little right circle window. Right. Then they uh, Vin and Tony go to take a tinkle. She seems very, very uh, not satisfied at all yeah. with the, with the singing when it's done. She she seems more pleased that it's over. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, these are, I think just a bunch of weird dream details, like you said. Artie all of a sudden pops up in right. the, ba- in, the, in, the ba- in the in the in well, the kitchen and, window, and you get a uh, Godfather reference there. And then in the bathroom, of course. Right. Well, Annette Bening says, "I don't want him just coming out with his cock in his hand." Uh, reference to Sonny's line. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want my brother coming out with his cock in his hand, which is Tony goes into the bathroom reaching for the gun like Michael does in Godfather 1, going into the bathroom mm-hmm. reaching for the gun behind the stall, uh, except Tony doesn't find a gun. And another fun uh, mention that uh, you were mentioning before with the, as as they're walking into the bathroom right yeah the attendant watching them on tv right so we're in and out of this this dream being on tv and not inception so just, yeah type moment. yeah you're just getting dream within the dream who the hell yeah. knows what's going on within the dream kind of thing it, it makes sense why some people don't like it to be honest with you because it's a weird it's a weird ass episode and it, it comes out of nowhere this is not like even though they do deal the sopranos do deal in uh phenomenon and afterlife and supernatural stuff oh, it's yes. it's so subtle and this episode the confusion of this dream is is not subtle right it's like a, it's like it a, just throws you through yeah. like i said it's a roller coaster it's like a but, multiverse but yes yeah, so he's talking to Vic, uh to mckayzie and he's taking a tinkle um and he says uh are you ready are you ready for it or right he's he's asking if he's prepared yeah or is he is yeah. asking if he's prepared right yeah he says uh he asks if he's prepared and tony says uh, i did my homework yeah he holds up a copy of the Valachi Papers mm-hmm. by Peter Moss. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. M-A-A-S. But uh, that is a story. There's a book about the uh, testimony of Joseph Valachi, who was a member of the Genovese crime family, I want to say. I think so. Anywho. He was one of the first big uh, mob guys to do a testimony and say, yeah, the mob mafia is real. You know, what are you guys talking about? It's real. I'm in it. You know, and they're like, whoa, hey, oh, oh, what are you talking about? This you no- never admits, uh, <laughs> admit the existence of this thing. It's no such thing. It's fucking sickening. <laughs> yeah. So basically this guy spilled the beans 
and had all the mob guys like, no, this is bullshit. Um, but it's kind of a weird moment because Tony's holding up this book saying he did his homework. So he did his homework on this big mob rat. They call they call him apparently like the first rat, you know, because he was like the first big, you know, one to really, you know, go to that length. But yeah, it's I I put out a post about that. It, it didn't get too much. Uh, try I'll probably try to put out another one, maybe a better. I I didn't word it so well. I think that was the case, but I'll put out another one. See what people think. But um, yeah. Nonetheless, Tony, uh, he says he's prepared. And then... Uh, the gunshots fire. There's some gunshots, right. And, and the uh, says the you know, this isn't, but this isn't real life. He goes, yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Tony B. He's outside. He's shooting Phil. And uh, so it's kind of a worry about how bad this can go, I guess. So the op- it's Obviously, it ends up being the opposite or more or less the opposite of, of the reality or the fate for Tony B. But um, he uh, he shoots Phil and uh, Phil... The finger gun. Yeah, f- right. He, he shoots Phil with three bullets, I believe, in the, from a real gun, and then he uh, finishes the job with two fake guns or two fake bullets from a fake gun, even though it's a, it's a real sound effect. So... Again, weird, weird dream details. Or he just does the little, pew, pew, right? Yeah, but mm. y- it's the uh, the sound of the bullet hitting the ground. You, you, oh, you oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, you yeah. hear the you hear the shell. Right, the, right. You hear the clink clank hitting okay. the ground. Right, right. And um, then uh, uh, t- Tony says, or oh, uh, how does it go? Is it the crowd? Uh, so, so then the cr- the crowd starts. You know, you start seeing the crowd. It starts being like a, you know an angry mob, and uh, Tony appears. Well, the there's the black guy that stands out. And he says, "Yo, wasn't that the guy you were supposed to stop from uh, you know, prevent this uh from all happening?" Yeah, he asked him how how come you didn't stop Tony B from right. doing this, right? And he goes, uh, "I didn't have my peace. You know, I didn't have a, you know," and then uh. Gloria, all of a sudden, she's a reporter on the street. Right. She's and asking Phil how long <laughs> she needs to stay down here. Phil's in. waving his hand yeah. around. like That's a hilarious moment. <laughs> he goes, how long until I, I, I can get up? He goes, you're really dead. Um, Phil, the, yeah, I got kids. They got kids. And then uh, back to Annette Benning. <laughs> Annette Benning? Yeah. In the audience. <laughs> in the in the mob. And... Uh, she says uh, there's something bugsy about him, and I think that's clear reference to her playing Virginia Hill in the Bugsy movie from mm-hmm. 1990, I believe. Um, yeah, so that, uh, yeah, kind of a little zinger in there, throwing that Bugsy is about Bugsy Siegel, the mobster, uh, who kind of, uh, he built up Vegas, I believe, was his uh, his role Mm-hmm. in the history of the mob um anywho yeah a couple interesting figures in the crowd and you were on this you pointed oh, it out to yeah, me for right the, for this so at that moment that the that the black guy saying uh right that he's saying right, it wasn't this uh tony that you were supposed to and another thing that that um that's a reference to the tony saying the the black guys that you know jumped him with the whole tony b situation Kind of a, I believe is a nod to that, um, but in the background to the right of him, you see a guy leaned up against the wall. 
I'm like 99.9% sure it's Patsy. Um, which I don't think he appears for uh, any of the rest of the episode, but he's credited in it. So, yeah, I am pretty sure that's Patsy. Mm-hmm. Looks like it to me. But what is for sure is as the camera pans over, just before Tony starts, you know, running away, right. um, the Polly, Polly's in the crowd, and he's kind of got a menacing looking grin on. And that might lend itself to a theory that we'll get into in another episode. Right. So just remember that because it is a whole very lot of episodes yeah. coming for you. That is very got interesting. A lot. But uh, some a lot pe- of talk about. Some it people show. believe the two of them, Paulie and Patsy, are in cahoots for certain things. So just chew on that keep that in the back of your mind if yep. you're not familiar with those theories already look at that crowd in the scene check it yes. out and then you get one more you get uh Mel juniors Voin. yeah, yeah Mel juniors lawyer randomly just tony also, knows he's in trouble i guess so also it's, just it's wedged into the, the crowd yeah, the, the weight <laughs> of well. the weight of all his potential trouble yeah. is uh is just weighing on him funny just to have another interest just another character thrown in there yeah. as well and then they start uh, chasing tony yeah and then they're off like an angry mob right like uh a mob chasing frankenstein mm-hmm. which you see a few people dressed up like uh some some maybe some german austrian uh people um like in frankenstein mm-hmm. you know chasing a golem a frankenstein you're a monster yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a clay <laughs> and uh but uh, he gets saved the last second there by Artie. Artie. Artie gets him to hop in the car. They drive right. off. And you also get a guy shooting at him, too, which is right. a, like kind of a reference to a, a, who's the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. One who... Uh, Share a birthday with him. Jay, so. Jay, oh, God. <laughs> My own. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want that now. <laughs> yeah, not not the greatest day in like sixth grade when we were doing celebrity birthdays. Yeah. And I was just like, yikes. Oh, yeah. Don't have the best list here, guys. <laughs> Excellent. Yikes. Excellent. Yeah. I've we've had some more recent celebrities emerge to the scene since that have kind of helped Help build that up. Build, yeah, build that base up for me a little bit. So he's not the only one I need to lean on. Zach Efron, I think. Oh, helped. yeah, yeah. He cleaned okay. it up for me. Well, Zach Efron shares a birthday with Lee Harvey Oswald. Chew on that, people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's something Zach needs to sleep with every yeah. night when he goes to bed. Yeah. That's for him to to uh, reconcile. Exactly. But yeah, so <laughs> so he gets he someone's shooting at him, and he Tony uh, already waves him into a car, and they they drive off together, and then. He uses Artie. Artie's a cuck. <laughs> He's she likes it when when you rub a muzzle. Uh, yeah, she, she, and then you got the horse noise, which is probably a little bit of a uh, a nod to the to, to the, the plaza. detail of the to plaza because yeah. you got the horse and the and the and the buggy noise. Keep it out of the horse. Uh, yeah. yeah, and probably also something the way that he takes advantage of Artie. You know, Artie's helping him out here, and then he fucks yeah. his wife right in front of her, and he's he, while he's also well, he's and, been hitting on he Charmaine. Well, he mentions the Tony B. Right, he's been wanting to hit know, on Charmaine. He well, really he says, has. You know, you know, I've been thinking about Charmaine Buko. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> she's a notary in public. It's yeah. just like, what the fuck is he gonna do with that? <laughs> he lo- he likes the fact that anybody besides Carmela has done anything for themselves. <laughs> like he just gives every woman credit for doing anything. Not to say that there's not credit in that, but yeah, like you said, what the hell is he gonna do? How is that gonna elevate his life in any way whatsoever? <laughs> 
you know, it's right. it's like we. Yeah, I once said talking about uh, you know when he when he says with Adriana, you know, I could I could have done it right with this girl. Like, yes, what the exactly. hell makes you think that you could have done it right with it? Exactly. Like, like God, you know, yeah. we love Adriana, but there's a big age gap. No, no, you know, no judgment there. But there's a big age gap. She also is quite a toxic person. She deals with. She's quite the enabler. She's more or less. It would have ended up being the exact same situation that you were in. I mean, like, yeah, he he's yeah. totally totally blind with all that stuff. Yeah. So, so that's that. Uh, and um, a- a- after a- after that, he's just all of a sudden right, kind of like a quick dream cut. He's exactly. in the Soprano house and he's he's and on he's, a horse and he's on pie, oh my! Right, he's on he's on pie. So he he goes. I, I believe that's pie. And I don't know if, if it's same, not probably supposed to be represent you know a representation of it. And I um, mean I don't know if yeah I don't know if that's exactly the same Goldie right horse thing. Right, I believe it but, looks uh, like it. He 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 tells Carms he's thinking of coming home, but there are going to be some ground rules like you can't have that horse. Horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play on words there. Yeah. You can't have your horse in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't have him in the house. Can't have him in the house. You can't have him outside yeah, the house. In the outside of the house. Keeping the thing tone. Yeah, they hadn't. They they come to. They've come to an understanding. <laughs> and then again, she asks, you know, did you take care of that? Or you know, she says you didn't take care of that. I I, I believe. Didn't take care of that yet. Yeah, you didn't take care of that yet. And that's when we finally the dream starts to culminate, and uh, he ends up. He's in the school. Right. We His old high school. He's going Should through the hallways. The yeah, he ends up. He's in the locker room. He's creeping. He's creeping. He's creeping. He's ready to pull the trigger. I creep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's. He, he should have really played that. That would have been a good dream. I wrote down right on my song. notes. He's creeping. He's really <laughs> <laughs> good. So he's creeping up on him, and uh, he's creeping. You know, the, the coach. The coach calls him. Calls him out. He hears him. I know you're out there, soprano. Uh, and uh, Tony kind of, you know, kind of walks in there, kind of, you know, dick between his legs. Kinda. Hey, Coach Baladaro. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that? What's that in your hand? A bigger dingus than the one God gave you? <laughs> I love that. As my voice cracks. <laughs> but, yeah, the bigger dingus in reference to the gun that, Dumbass. that, that, Tony, <laughs> that Tony's holding. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He's got, yeah. Yeah. Great delivery. I wish we I wish we got more Coach Molinari because yeah. there was a guy you were hoping to see more of in Many Saints or more of that storyline. Yes. Uh, uh, don't even get me started. Yeah, maybe in I, I like Many Saints, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Not, not to get another down, episode. Not to get down another whole yeah, road, another man. episode. Yes. Uh, we'll get to a Many Saints episode. But Definitely. yeah, he he plays the role very well because he's uh, one of the few people in the entire show, if the only. Uh, maybe you see a little here and there some females in his life who are, you know really talk down to tony and obviously this is a dream and this is supposed to be kind of what it was like for tony as a high school student so it's much different but still we we, we see very little of it and uh you know he says he's been in therapy the coach says it's a shame you know uh, we get great insight out of nowhere that Artie buka was the worst of the bunch right, right. but he turned out all right he's good <laughs> now you know he, he he's owning a restaurant and coach Molinaro was uh very surprised by that. Uh, <laughs> 
He's yeah. the biggest trouble, biggest one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, co- the coach, the coach tells him he's familiar. He sees him on TV. Tony thinks that's a good thing, you know, you know about it. So, you know, all of my success that I'm having, all the money in my house and blah, blah, blah. And the coach isn't impressed at all. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I know the little secret. Right. You know, right. You and I have. <laughs> he knows the little you. He knows the the kid inside, the mobster. And uh, that deep down you know tony was interested in coaching and football and being a coach and being a leader and he kind of says you right. see i am a leader yeah, i am you, a leader you're all the you are yeah you had all the qualities to lead men onto the field of uh field of battle field of well if you're the sport or something feel of, I, don't know, I don't know what he says exactly yeah but uh in the in that aspect yeah tony does have the abilities to lead right he does he was not, not wrong not in those ways that the coach was saying mm-hmm. But this is why I think, so this is a recurring dream that Tony says Mm -hmm. to Carmella. I had another one of my Coach Malinauer dreams, but um, he's, so he's trying to, you know, he's trying to shut up Coach Malinauer and these bullets are dissolving in his hands, you know, as he's trying to put him in the gun and shoot at Coach. And one of the last things before he wakes up, you'll never shut me up. And some people think, I, when I first saw this, I thought it was like, all right, maybe this is like the one of Tony's first whack. Coach Molinaro is like the first guy he whacked. And this is, you know, maybe that's that's the secret, something along those lines. But then, I mean, you really listen to what Coach Molinaro is saying, and this is a recurring dream for Tony. And the way Carmella reacts to Tony saying, I had another one of the dreams, well, he always took an interest in you. You know, it's not like, I mean, I feel like if Tony had killed this guy, I feel like maybe Carmelo would have maybe not responded in such a way. I mean, you know, like, oh, you have recurring dreams about the coach that that, that got killed? Like, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, why why, why would you have that? that? You know, like, how about that? You know, but no, I think it's like um, what coach is telling him and saying, you know, like you have the abilities to be great in this aspect, to be a varsity athlete or to be a guy that leads varsity athletes Mm -hmm. and tony's trying to shut that up Mm -hmm. and it's a recurring thought that you know maybe tony took the wrong path in life Mm -hmm. and it's that's one of those things about the dreams and about the show that is so great is that it's emblematic of life so many people feel that way as they get older whether they do really good things and they're happy with their life i mean some a lot of people have something where they can look back on and say like you know, if I did that differently or like a deep down, like I should have, I should have explored this or like the whole, you know, the worst thing is wasted talent. You know, right. not everybody can resonate with that the same way, but there's a lot of people who can look back at a, a point in time when they were younger or somebody who was interested in them doing something. And you maybe wonder if I did that, would I, how would this would have turned out? Or if I explored that path, you know, there's a lot of crossroads that we have and, that's definitely, like you said, it's. Yeah, I b- I'm with you on that one. It, it's more that than you know a theory of him actually potentially him, you know, right. killing the coach. Yeah, because it's just uh, you know it's all these i, all this that he tells him, all these ideas that he gives Tony that he wants to literally shoot down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think for the, all the randomness that the test dream has, um, um, you know, with that ending, I think it's like leaves as one of the most powerful episodes to me one of my favorites i don't know about powerful episodes but um in terms of you know i mean it leaves off with some 
big part of Tony's psyche that, you know, we never really get to see this Coach Malinaro thing. It's a recurring dream. This is something that's on Tony's mind, you know, quite often, I mm-hmm. guess, somewhat often. Um, yeah. Often enough that Carmelo knows about it mm-hmm. as well. I mean, you know. And then so we have a few more here that were that are a little shorter that we'll kind of go through. I won't say rapid fire, but we'll go through a little quicker here as we kind of get towards the tail end here. Yes. That yes. The first one of those is the last little dream that we get a snippet of in uh, season five in the long-term parking when Adriana, when she's in the car with right. Silvio. Going uh, back to f- daydreams. Right. Again, yeah. At first, it seems like she's in the car by herself. She looks like she's uh, decided to just run off and drive, get out of here, get out of town. As, as And um, she's got a suitcase. She's ready to go. And then, boom, daydream is over, and she's in the car, and she's crying. Is she crying over Chrissy? Is she crying because she knows she's about to die? She's crying because she's worried about combination of both. You know, right. t- uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, definitely something that kind of adds a little bit extra to the a little extra twinge of sadness in that moment is like you get a glimpse of her breaking free and getting out, and uh, <clears throat> yep, right. just pulling the rug right out underneath us. And this uh, this kind of styles explored and i was telling you about it which i won't get into too much you can check it out for yourselves but the uh story and also twilight episode of the same name that uh it bases off of called an occurrence at owl creek bridge uh deals with that very same kind of aspect of like a glimpse uh kind of a daydream of escaping uh death and not so yeah um, definitely something to explore yeah i i think own. it's a very uh i think it's a very fine nod to that if anything mm-hmm. and that's kind of it's a good uh that that dream or that daydream is a good kind of segue because the next dream that we see is a very so brief good. one and it's uh, at the very beginning still in the intro it's the, the tail end of the intro of season six right. the first part of season six when um Carmela's in her spec house and uh, Adriana is there and they're kind of walking through it, kind of showing her a little bit. And Adriana is smoking a cigarette and uh, Carmela says she's worried. You know, I'm worried, Aid. And uh, she kind of looks at her like, you know, kind of, eh, you know, everybody's worried. I'm worried all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 interesting because uh, just because it's, you know, a very quick, quick glimpse of a dream but uh you see that theme throughout kind of the rest of the show here and there especially the rest of you know that season of Carm worrying about it and having her on, uh, having it on her mind we see a second dream of it which we'll get into it uh, get into that in a second um there's a bit more to the to that song playing the whole seven souls mm-hmm. uh, william burrows uh yeah that and that whole intro and what's mentioned there at that which we're, yeah i think we'll tie that into that whole Kevin Finnerty, right? One, because I, I think that that definitely ties in. Right, which the the coma experience, like we said, Kevin Finnerty, we think there's there's plenty there and kind of separate. Yeah, and that that spans across like almost two episodes. Right, so, so yeah. we, we think we That's could save that for a different lot. episode. Yeah, uh, the amount that we went through on the test stream, I think. Right, yeah, we'll spare you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, similarly, uh, another very quick, but this is. It's not a flashback. It's not a daydream. If anything, it's kind of more of a paranormal thing. We think, and there's not a you know, 
uh, a ton into it that we can get into right now because we want to save some of that theme It'll for later. Be, I think this will go along with that Christopher thing because it also right. deals with a religious aspect and that's uh, that's Paul Lisi and the Virgin Mary. Right, and, yeah. And the bada bing. Right, he's, he's walking through there and just kind of appears and then disappears. So there's some like rock music playing for like a split right time. so <laughs> we'll we'll get into that in another episode as well uh but we have again the adriana pops up in uh carmela's dream very briefly in mm-hmm. cold stone and she's in paris at this point and uh she's walking along and uh, all of a sudden there's there's adriana and uh you know she's so happy she found cosette look she found cosette and uh it ends rather abruptly because uh, a police officer walks Mm -hmm. up to uh carmela and tells her you know somebody should tell your friend that she's dead yeah and uh she wakes up and again bringing bringing that toll you know that uh that um connection of the you know afterlife to dreams you mm-hmm. know again and then you have a little connection she was with the fbi that's what got her killed it's a cop telling carmela you got a little that's wink true. little wink, gendarme wink as they call him in french ah, right. I'm, i was not uh <laughs> i was not versed with that now so there you go now you know now you know little carmine little carmine and uh mellifluous box mm. my father he handed me this mellifluous box yeah one <laughs> one of those little carmine moments right a a a, a small character it never occurs to me to order an arnold palmer yeah a, a small character but it seems like everything he said uh, it kind of stands out <laughs> that's basically all that stands out about it <laughs> but it stands out oh uh, he's yeah uh, yeah memorable lines right i mean yeah um another short this one is short but it, it it carries a little bit of weight and this is in remember when paulie comes home and you've again this is a moment where you don't realize it's a dream at first you think it's uh, a, a normal scene he enters his house but you think by himself and he shouts out to presumably nobody you know what's it take to get a little something to eat around here <laughs> and then he could start to hear in the kitchen somebody's cooking he picks mm-hmm. up a baseball bat and uh, who's in the kitchen himself but uh mr puss <laughs> maybe it's such a dream moment because paulie walking into his place right there's something to eat around here like you know paulie you don't live with anybody yeah oh, come on tremendous <laughs> I've just does he does that does he do that on a regular basis? <laughs> I could see him doing that on a regular That's basis. That's the thing, you yeah. know. Like, like, yeah, yeah, I could see him doing it. I, I <laughs> some people believe I'm gonna cook around the. <laughs> some people believe that's puss, puss, uh, big puss's head on Tony's body. I find it like does a, look weird, it, it, but it's a little hard to tell that it might be. I, I it's it's hard to at this point we haven't seen uh, big puss on the show for a few seasons. I'm not sure where he was at weight wise. I don't know. I could believe it because he's, he's got a big body, but I've I, heard it before. But I I can't like confirm it myself. Really, I think it looks like a little strange. So like, who it could have been like maybe they couldn't get uh, Vinny Pastor for the scene and maybe shopped his head onto somebody else's body, mm-hmm. kind of like a Nancy Marchand CGI right, type deal. Right. Yeah, but anybody has any theories on that? Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Any inside info? Yeah. Because it does look strange, but also could have been like the lighting for that uh, dreamy right. feeling. Because he just kind of looks at him, Polly just pops up, and then what does he do? Lift some weights. 
Well, he, you know, he asks him, he says, he says out loud, I oh, guess he's kind of talking to I'm him. Sorry, I'm sorry, know. I totally like skipped over the most yeah. important line of this. Yeah. When my time comes, tell me, will I stand up? Which, you and know, then he, I, and then he pops right, up. Right, then right. he pops up to go work out. But yeah, that'll, again, that'll be a little something, a little interesting piece of evidence for if Paulie is involved with anything with the ending of the show and Tony and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, there's, well, there's certainly also, some mean, mounting tension going on yeah. between the two of them. And definitely a callback to Big Puss going to sit down right. when he was going to get whacked right. rather than it's almost as if Paulie's saying, like, when my time comes, like, if I'm going to get killed, am I going to stand up? Figuratively, literally. Interestingly enough, Paulie's last scene that we see him in with he's in there with he's sitting there with the cat. So mm-hmm. he, he's not standing up in his very final scene of the show, so... Uh, when his time comes up, will he stand? Uh, no, he's going to tan in the sun. How about that, D? Yeah. So once again, we will get into that further down the line when we have uh, a, you know, a, an episode more dedicated to all that stuff. But for now, we have one final dream. And before we were going to wrap a nice bow on this uh, on this podcast, which is looking like it's setting a, a record length for us. So we yes. hope that you're enjoying and sticking around. Thank you. And uh, this final dream here in Heidi and Kennedy, again, one of those moments where at first you think it's normal, uh, a normal scene. Tony's in Melfi's office and he's talking about Christopher's well, death. Well, like, this is like the third or fourth time now that they've tried right. that they've done this yeah. now. That it's like Tony talking to Melfi and he's like, oh, hold on. This right. is a dream. This isn't real. Because <laughs> at first he's speaking, you know, but as this, he would this expect. This one was the hardest one, yeah. Right. This he's, one until the he, line, yeah. He, he's speaking as you expect, you know, speak, you know, very sad and talking about, you know, it's, ju- you know, just how sad it is to be gone. And then the next thing you know, out of nowhere, he, you know, he just changes his tone. You know and, what? Uh, he, he says he's relieved, you know, he, he's relieved that Chris is gone. It's a drag on his emotions. It's, uh, you know, all the thoughts about the future. You know, he was worried that Chris was going to flip because he was a drug addict. Mm. He, you know, he called Lying, Christopher. Lying, drug right. addict. Right. <laughs> he called Christopher the biggest blunder of his career. Right. So, uh, you know, I think at this point, if there's any debate to anybody, if he, ha- you know, if he killed Christopher because he was so, you know, upset that he was a drug addict and that he was going to harm his child, that's that's not what it is. He was He was worried that he was a threat, that he was... You know, with, with putting the stuff out on Cleaver, that he really had animosity towards Tony and that he had reason to flip and a reason to hate him and that he had uh, extra reason to be caught by the police because he was a drug addict. So it was just another thing that can make you a target. And uh, yeah, exactly the way he says it. You know, it's the biggest blunder in my career. <laughs> now it's gone. And it's harsh. Gone. It's cold. But uh, yeah. And like you said, in it's like once that conversation takes that tone, you're like, oh no, this he he just admitted he's, that he murdered puss and that he murdered, right? You know, well, he says I, I murdered family members, you know, my I cousin family, Tony, I murdered killed my friends, cousin yeah. and my friend and friends, right? But this, and then and then right, right. you're cut, like, wait, wait, what? Cuts what? him away, right? And well, the crazy part is that uh, I think he he well he rolls up the car and he's like, oh, you you asleep? You know, like mm-hmm. like was calm awake to hear like was, oh, he, no. was he was I talking in my sleep? That that's right there, you know? right? And it's like, you know, did he admit something uh, out loud? Which, right. uh, hey, maybe Carmella, hey, if she knows something, could lead into her being a factor into that uh, ending that everybody mm-hmm. was very debated on. And uh, speaking of ending, 
Yes. That is a perfect that is perfect way to tie it because not only do we plan on ending it here, but the ending of the show or the near ending of the show is kind of what we're going to base this title off of or what we did base oh. this title off of. Yes. Before I forget. God damn me. All That You Dream is the title of this episode. And that is a reference to the second to last song to play in the entire series. Most of you are familiar with Don't Stop Believing, of course, the last mm-hmm. song to play that Tony plays on that jukebox. But while he's walking into Holston's, the song All That You Dream by Little Feet off of the album, uh, the last record album, which is a pretty fitting title for this being yeah, the finale, the last scene of this mm-hmm. great show. But uh, the song is filled with some pretty great lyrics, I think. Um, I'm going to probably throw up a Twitter post about it to uh, do a little bit more. But uh, to uh, wrap this nice bow on it, uh, yeah, I think that... Uh, I think that ties up all these uh, dream mentions and whatnot. Yes, and uh, like we said, we appreciate if you've been listening to this whole time. We'll have another episode for you guys soon. If you have been listening to this whole time, hopefully you also start hearing Dan and I in your dreams. And if you do, you know, definitely let us know. Tweet at us. We'd we'd love to hear how we pop up in your dreams. I'm just kidding. That'd be weird as fuck. Do not tell me if I (laughs) pop up in your dream. I do not want to hear that shit. Pop up like David Chase (laughs) on your phone. You're going to pick up the phone. We're going to say, don't fuck it up. (laughs) Listen to the part of my podcast, god damn it. All right, everybody. We appreciate you as always and continue to stay safe. Thank you, thank you. 